Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, I think they were, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item. Backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Holy moly! Great job! Yeah! This 
How's it going, y'all? Welcome to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. We're once again on my channel this week. Apologies for the six, seven minute delay. I, I did see a military helicopter flying around earlier today. I don't know if I got hit with an EMP or something, but my internet was struggling, was not able to start the stream on time as scheduled. We apologize. I apologize. But we're all here today to talk about Kansas. We're going to talk about Kurt Busch's big win. We're going to talk about some of the other hottest and trendiest news and rumors going around the NASCAR world this week. We're also going to preview the all-star race, the Texas all-star race. That's why I'm wearing the Dr. Pepper t-shirt here today. We've also got a very special guest, a fan favorite. We've got Slap Shoes joining us. How's it going, man? Hey. Hey. You told us you woke up for a nap like from a nap like 15 minutes ago, right? You look very well put together. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't set an alarm. And then uh, uh, Eric sent me a text on <laughs> Twitter DMs. And I was like, oh, crap, I, I got to get up. I got to go. Well, you look pretty put together if, if, if that's the case. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Um, talking a little racing, we've got our usual panel. Danny and Darian are in the same building. Hi, Danny. Hi. That's very cute. I'm very jealous. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jarrett, uh, this is the last episode you'll be doing from that garage. Am I not mistaken? Uh, yeah, it is. I'm going to be in, let's see. It currently is, what, 7 o'clock Central Time? So in about, like, 36 hours, I'm going to be down basically where those two are in, in Nashville, Hendersonville. So, yep. Wow. Ever, it's a party in Tennessee, apparently, and everyone's invited. Well, we're going to talk Kansas first and foremost. Let's just kick things off with the Cup Series race. Kurt Busch gets a win. It was a fan favorite, it seemed. It was also a favorite in the garage. You saw how many drivers came up to congratulate him afterwards, not just Toyota teammates, but I saw guys like Tyler Reddick, other drivers coming up to say congratulations. Uh, I want to start off with, with you, Danny. What did you make of Kurt Busch getting this win? And I don't know, personally, it felt a little eerie to me seeing all these drivers give him like a high five, like, like this is his last hurrah. Like, I think he's still got something left. What do you think? He's still good for one win a year, and he's proving that, you know, each time he gets one of these wins. And, you know, it, it felt good for 2311 Racing to get that first win that wasn't rain-delayed. So, you know, it felt good for everyone to be involved with that one. And just overall, you know, what more can you want from a storyline like that? And the fact that, yeah, he had to outduel Kyle Larson in the closing laps, but he did have to beat Kyle Busch for a little while in that race. And he always seems to have to beat Kyle Busch whenever he gets that win here lately for some reason. And the interesting part about that is towards the end of the race, I mean, with how, you know, competitive Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch have been over the years, it seemed like, at least um, um, uh, to me, that Kurt, that Kyle Busch let Kurt Busch go towards the end of that race there, towards those final laps. Yeah, maybe. He, he did come up and congratulate him yeah. there, there at the end. So he, he definitely was not... I feel like we've seen him more bitter about losing to his brother mm -hmm. in the past, but not this one for some it reason. It did look like to me, though, he cut him a bit of slack, but it was still hard racing, though, at the end of the day. He might have just known that Kurt had a better car. Those the Toyotas were fast all day, but especially the 2311 Toyotas. I know we'll talk about Bubba a little bit later on. Uh, Jarrett, what do you think of Kurt's win, just uh, just in a nutshell? I mean, I'm happy about it. Kurt Busch, fellow Cubs fan, you know, I have to enjoy that, but he's he's somebody who has definitely turned his career around that's for sure and it's, it's really good to see that uh as the years go on um 
but I'm not going to say that like all problems are solved just yet. Yes, Kurt Busch had speed this year, but it's been very hit or miss with him. Um, so, I mean, it, it's good in the sense, of course, that he makes the playoffs, that he basically takes the next half of the regular season to just go for broke. Um, but I, I don't, I wouldn't say just yet that uh, that he by any means has all the problems figured out. I'm I'm pretty sure when you take away the playoff stuff altogether and just some straight up points, I think he's like 19th right now. So it's still not great, um, but you know it, it is it is good for 2311 the Jordan brand to to get the victory lane. Um, but I, I, I overall I'm I'm really happy with it. I like <laughs> Kurt Busch. He's one of my top five favorite ones out there. If I have favorites and. Uh, you know, pretty popular win. I want to see if he can get more than one for once. Yeah. yeah. When's the last time he had multiple wins in 2015? Yeah. yeah, I just looked that up. He's had one win a year going all the way back to 2014, say for 2015, where he had two. Wow. Yeah. So he's got one win. So situation normal for Kurt Busch. Yeah. That's yeah. similar like to you said, Ricky Jared, Rudd's career. And he's won in all four manufacturers that he's drove for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Dodge. And, and you made a good point, though, Jarrett, that he was pretty far outside the playoff picture until he got this win. So we joke about this question every year. It's the same as, like, you know, do you think Gibbs will get all four championship four spots? Like, stuff like that. But we've got 11 different winners through the first 13 races, including a rookie, Austin Sendrick, including Kurt Busch, who was outside the top 20 in points. Do you think we get more than 16 winners? Or do you think we get 16? Like, over under... 16.5 or 15.5 uh i'll go first i'm gonna go under i i i bid on this last year and it didn't work for me um you know sometimes drivers we expect to win are, are gonna suffer slumps sometimes guys you know like people will be like i think it was steve Watart said this week you know people are like oh the, the, they gotta get the win it's definitely coming for them and it's like no it's you know it's never guaranteed that it's coming for them so i'm, I'm gonna say that we're going to start seeing a lot more repeat winners uh, and it, it's not going to hit 16 or probably even 15. I think we'll hit 14 at a max. Yeah. I'm going to agree with Jared on that under around the 13 to 14 range. I mean, again, you saw this last year too. We thought, okay, it's going to be like 16 or more winners, but then all of a sudden Hendrick Motorsports started dominating out of nowhere. So, um, but yeah, we'll start to see a lot more of um, a lot more uh, multiple winners this year. And we might have, you know, a couple of more new winners maybe, but yeah, under. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say under. As much as I'd like to see 16, I think 14, 15 is where we're gonna get. Slap, you gonna be bold? Yeah, I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna <laughs> say over. We got a lot of tracks coming up that we've that are one offs. Uh, we got Gateway, which is completely brand new to the Cup Series. We got you know new car. Um, it seems like every time we roll to a track, we see a lot of guys who have either never won or won a few races in their career, always up towards the front. So, I mean, anything can happen. Uh, I'm going to say 17. See, I'm going to say 16 because you look at some of the names that haven't won yet this year, like like Blaney, like Truex, Keselowski, and now you even got 2311 showing speed. And obviously Tyler Reddick has been really close. Austin Dillon is known for sneaking into a win here or there. I just think you have too many guys that we're used to seeing win who haven't won yet. And with 13 races to go into the playoffs, a lot of wild card tracks like Slap just mentioned, I, I think we'll get 216 right at 16. That's that's my that's my guess. But, but we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Let's talk about Kyle Larson, though, because while Kurt Busch won the race, I thought Kyle Larson stole the show today mm-hmm. with some of those moves he was putting on. That slide job that he ultimately failed, but 
what he hung it all the way out at like a 45 degree angle tapped the wall kurt passed back like that was just fun right like a slap yeah. what do you think of larson putting that move on kurt I look like a dirt track move. I thought mm-hmm. that for a while. I was like, hey, hold on, dude. It's not a dirt track, man. You can't be doing that. Uh, but yeah, if that wall wasn't there, if that was, if that was, you know, old Atlanta and he had like 10 feet more space, yeah, he would have lost it. Um, but it, it goes to show you how like sturdy these new cars are. The guys can go up there, hit the wall and just keep on going. You know, Corey LaJoy at uh, Atlanta got airtime and then came back and he, I think he finished seventh. You know, so we saw multiple cars all weekend hit the wall. Well, I mean, I called Custer during the race at the wall. Kevin yep. Harvick, um, yeah, he saved a lot of guys there. smacked the wall pretty hard, and, and they still kept doing going. the Gen Four, Gen Five mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and Larson alone hit it a few times. There's another point he was outside of. I I think it was Kurt, maybe it was Kyle, and both of them kind of got tight on exiting four, and Larson hit it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And, he still finished second. Like I just think yeah, that's I, 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 and I thought you know maybe you can slam these cars up and you know bend all that sheet metal all that composite body and everything but you know the tires won't be able to handle it but for the most part those right sides held up you know it was the uh left rears everybody was talking about failing all i guess i guess you can i guess like maybe like you can hit the wall hard with these cars but like not like too too hard if that makes sense i mean we saw tyler reddick i mean he got up in the in the loose stuff there and uh it cost him his race there too so jamie mcmurray was saying so i don't know i guess it varies uh, on how hard they hit it this composite body has a tendency to uh, snap back, mm. unlike sheet metal, which just bends in and just stays there. Uh, so, you know, with composite, it's uh, way more brittle. So it doesn't bend. It will, you know, it'll snap back. But if you go beyond that limit, it just breaks. Okay. I think it's it's kind of like seeing one of the good factors of the Xfinity series the last couple of years is that those cars are, are pretty indestructible as long as you don't do something completely stupid with them or crash them or something like that. Um, and, and I think that, you know, obviously I'm going to say it's a good thing. It's just that it gives the drivers that little bit extra uh, that they can push the cars now. And and seeing Kyle Larson uh, do that, I mean, he's, he's the one you're going to expect to do it. But I, I would say, like you said, Eric, he stole the show. Uh, and what I liked about uh, Kyle Larson versus Kurt Busch is, and I saw a lot of people for some reason complaining that it was a dirty move, um, but Kurt Busch squeezed him up and Larson didn't have room and, and got into the wall, you know, while, while going against him. And then after the race, Larson was pretty fair about it, you know, yeah. from yeah, I never all perspectives. So. Yeah. yeah, it was just hard racing. And that's, I, I, I like that because it's not, it is not the first time that Kyle Larson has been in the middle of a battle like that and afterwards gotten out smiling. You know, yep. he wasn't done dirty. It was hard racing. And in the end, the guy with the better car ended up winning it uh, over him. He, he got beat. And yeah, how many I, times we've seen Larson in those situations where he just gets out drove like that? Uh, Chicagoland 2018, 2019, and then this yeah. one, the only one to my mind. So the two Bush brothers have at least outdueled Kyle Larson at least once there in those final laps. Yeah. Yeah, so Absolutely. historically, uh, Kyle Larson doesn't do too well with uh, slide job moves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's missed a couple of them, but yeah, it's fun as hell to watch. It, yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, to it's, it's entertaining, that's for sure. He's well, at least uh, fared a little bit better than uh, than Chase Briscoe has. We we know how that one worked out for him. Yeah, was that was that what that was supposed to be a slide job? Uh, <laughs> he pulled I don't on know what it was. <laughs> Hey, at least the at least the, like the car didn't dig into the grass when he spun out though. That was good to see. Oh yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. That, 
It's another positive about these next small years. victories for mm-hmm. sure. Well, a, a big victory though was Toyota across the board. We've talked about Kurt Busch winning, but they had five Toyotas finish in the top six. Six, all six main Toyota cars finished in the top ten, with Bubba bouncing back for tenth. So, um, Jared, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, does this mean Toyota's back? Like I, we said that after Richmond when they had a bunch of guys up in the top five, but now they're fast at a mile and a half. And we know I mean, Truex and Kyle Busch, either one of them could have won Las Vegas earlier this year. Does this mean that Gibbs actually has something for Hendrick? I, I I would want to see at least what happens with the 600, but I would say right now I'd give I'd give the edge not just Gibbs but Toyota in general. Um, this was pointed out after the race, you know, that I believe Bubba Wallace led the field with most quality green flag passes mm-hmm. in 60, which is you know it passes in the top 15. He had a, he had a pretty fast car. Kurt Busch had the best car of the day. I mean he yeah. was he was the dominant car, but. The JGR cars up front all day. It's the same thing we saw at Las Vegas. Uh, this time there wasn't the late caution that saved and bailed out Hendrick. Uh, so I'm going to say the edge right now goes to JGR, but more importantly, Toyota as a whole. Uh, I just want to see what happens at the 600. Once we get about three mile and a half races in, I think we can say it's a trend rather than just, you know, kind of happenstance with it. Yeah, like, like Isaac says in the chat, a mile and a half, and then let's see what happens. Yeah, I need to see a few more mile and a half races, but the 600 that'll definitely be um, a, a true test there. That being the longest mile, you know, mile and a half race of the season, of course. Yeah, I was going to highlight Isaac and a couple other people in the chat said basically the same thing. Give it a couple more races, and then we'll really see. Mm-hmm. They got to build up some momentum, uh, which I do want to mention in the chat. We have almost 600 people watching live right now. We've gotten a bunch of super chats from some of the usual crowd. We'll get to those at roughly the top of the hour, so really appreciate the support. Um, Slap, I want to talk to you about this because you mentioned tires. You brought up the left rears earlier. Uh, that was a big storyline all race long, where the left rear tires, after about 20, 25 laps, it seemed, it was kind of like a game of Russian roulette. One of the front runners was going to lose a left rear. We saw leaders, the leader of the race, a couple different times, blew a left rear. Uh, what did you make of that? Did you think that enhanced the racing? Do you feel like that was on the teams? Do you think Goodyear is to blame for that? Like, What, do you, what was your takeaway watching those issues? Uh, it's with, with a new car and everything, it's, you know, everybody's going to be pushing them to the limit, and I you know, usually when you have like a consistent tire failure, it's the right sides. I don't think anybody anticipated losing left rears like that. I think it's probably more teams trying to push tire pressures than anything. Um, and, and just trying to get whatever advantage they can get. And so they pushed it to its limit. And, uh, yeah, that's why we had so many tire failures and probably, you know, uh, we, we got a lot of mile and a half tracks that are similar to Kansas and we didn't have any, uh, left side tire problems, so I'd you know I'd, I'd have to put that one squarely on the teams unless unless we run into another similar problem later. Then you know then you can start pointing fingers at Goodyear. No one here was at the race, right? None of us were there. No, because I, I was looking. I think I looked at the weather, and it looked like it was in the seventies during the race. So it wasn't like it was a super hot race or a cold race. It was a pretty even temperature race. So I thought that might have played a role. But yeah, I don't know why why. Kansas explicitly would be so rough on left rears or teams would feel the need to be so aggressive and be pushing the limits too far. But, but I think it's easy to say it shook up the race. I mean, William Byron had a flat while leading Christopher bell had a flat while leading other guys like Truex chase Elliott, while they're in the top five, top 10 had flat tires. Suarez had a flat tire ended his race. Reddick had a flat tire after I think he hit the wall. So that was a little unrelated, but I mean, the rest of you guys, like when you see tire wear, I think we all agree that makes for good racing. But when you see consistent tire failures, did that take away from the racing for you guys, like the quality of, of the action? Or were you kind of okay with, you know, some of these teams are just going to push the issue. That's a risk you got to take. I 
I mean, like me personally, like I mean, it was just a. Um, I enjoyed it just because I mean, I mean, that's that's also um, a part of uh, racing strategy as, as as well and stuff. You know, knowing how much air to put in and out of these tires and stuff. And some teams were just on the edge and uh, they skirted over the edge, and we saw it. You know, with um, all of the uh, the tire uh, tire failures. But I did find it funny that like after the first one. Like every single team went on pit lane and added, like pumped up their uh, their tires even more and stuff. They're like, no, no, we can't risk it. So it definitely played in, uh, played a huge role. It's like it is interesting how this is happening as we're getting into the summertime. So it's really making me think that the hot temperatures, the increased yeah. track temperatures, has something to do. With this. I don't think this is this won't be the last time we see it. Let's just say that because we saw this a little bit earlier in the season at Auto Club, which mm-hmm. was honestly really hot temperatures because it was yeah. out in California. So some of these summer mile and a half races are going to be more interesting and now. Like what Darian was saying, uh, a lot of these teams adjusted, and we saw fewer tire failures later yeah. in the race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as it went on, they they start figuring out, hey, we can't have this logo. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think it's a mix of that, and as well as how the drivers drove it. I mean, we saw this in a, a couple races, like Darlington, for instance, where drivers had to basically almost relearn how to take care of their stuff during the race. And I think I think it's just part of a, a learning process. Well, not tire-related explicitly, but wheel-related. Uh, I think the comic relief of the day was easily the Eric Jones fiasco on the road, <laughs> oh, where they gosh. couldn't get the wheel nut off, and they brought basically every tool out of their toolbox. I, I don't know. That was that was crazy. I, I appreciated that the crew was able to kind of laugh about it <laughs> after the. Well, what do you do with that? Sandy's would like to know your location. <laughs> <laughs> they got it off eventually, though. I think they yeah. deserve. Yeah, it didn't take them two days off. in the lab to figure out how to unweld it from the axle. Yeah, they basically had to cut it off, man. Like, yeah, they, they had to cut it off. Uh, so I, I, it was it was funny because so so like you know with with uh, me moving down, we were having like a moving away party and stuff. And the funny thing about it was is that like a bunch of us started like huddling around, like like waiting, seeing what they would have to do to get it. And it was like every time they get something, they get one tool, and then they get a bigger tool and a bigger one and bigger one. Is it what? And that Viking dude, that Viking dude on pit yeah, road with the I beard. Know. And as soon as they got it off, like we had the same reaction they did. We're like, "Yes, finally!" <laughs> but it sucks because again, it goes back. Eric Jones needs to point his way in. I don't know if he'll necessarily get a win this year, but now more valuable points down the drain for him, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, he had a good top ten yeah. run going at the time. So at this point, I didn't see the, I didn't read the whole thread, but the the one of the crew guys for Eric Jones, I'm blanking on his name, but he's very active on Twitter. He was giving a lot of interesting insight on the single lug nut a few weeks ago. I think we mentioned it on the show. I don't remember. If Explicitly. Um, but he kind of took the blame and said that it was kind of a team error. They over-tightened the nut or something like that, something that they believe they can prevent in the future. So, like, I'm not sure. I was wondering, is this going to be, like, a common occurrence? Is this, like, another sort of issue or, or unforeseen problem with the next gen that teams have to adjust to? It doesn't really sound like that, but it obviously Wait, cost so Jones you mean to tell me, Nelly, like, so now we have – so now we might have problems with over-tightening the lug nut. Along with, <laughs> it's a very narrow <laughs> sweet spot they're trying to hit now. Yeah. So wait, so you can't tighten it up enough, and now you're gonna over tighten it. Man, this single lug nut man is just throwing in so many issues with the teams this year. I didn't think it would be this this big of a deal, but it is. No. Yeah, I, I may be misparaphrasing it a little bit, okay. but I, I I find it maybe add to the description. It, it also the might be like the angle of the gun. If you don't come at it straight on, you got a little bit of an angle that and uh. rev it up, it'll shear off some of that. Uh, angle of the nut and yeah. then you know now you can't get a lock on it gotcha that would make sense no, that, i think that might have even been what it was i I'll, yeah i shouldn't be talking about it. i don't remember it for sure i don't have it pulled up in front of me but yeah it was 
it was funny. At least they can laugh at it, even though you know ruined a pretty good day for a small team that needed a good day. Um, yeah. Talk about someone who had a good day. Uh, Jamie McMurray in the Fox booth, yes. I, I think, saw got almost universal praise, and from what I've seen, um, I, I saw Denny Hamlin on Twitter basically uh, wrote an open letter to Fox Sports saying they should hire him for the rest <laughs> of this season and next season. Uh, I'd sign, I'd co-sign on that. I think it should be the Mac and Mac show alongside Mike Joy next year with Larry McReynolds filling that sort of crew chief analyst role. Um, Slap, uh, what did you? think of jamie mcmurray in the booth and would you like to hear more of him i mean it it seemed like the whole production was like on a different level than what we've seen for the rest of the year like the camera work was better seemed like mike joy and clint boyer were you know uh playing off of each other a little bit better and i i think that you know jamie mcmurray's uh role in that you know probably had a lot to do with it you know because he was really insightful would have these really uh uh some of this good banter, you know, him going back and forth with Clint Boyer about, uh, you know, the all-star race is like, Oh, I was able to win it. You had to race your way in like them, you know, yakking at each other. Yeah. It, it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, I think he's really good in the booth. I, I'd like to see him back in there. On that note, real quick, what I thought really worked well between the two of them is the fact that they are kind of on that same level when you look at their career stats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think off the top of my head, Boyer has like 10 career wins. McMurray had like seven, but he won some big races. So yeah. they're kind of yeah. equal. You know, when you bring Jeff Gordon in with Clint Boyer, I'm sorry, it's not, there's no competition. It's, it's, it's not, it's like uh, the Burton brothers. You know, Jeff Burton yeah. on paper was way better, but uh, Ward Burton won the Southern 500 like twice, won the Daytona they, 500. And as a result, that. they're what kind of put races? on that same what pedestal. Was like, what was the yeah. biggest race that Boyer won in his career? Uh, I mean, he won the race that uh, Kyle Busch Jr. got into it at Richmond. That's, he won it. Yeah. Remember. I remember him winning at Sonoma in 2012. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, I remember that was a pretty big one. Yeah. Um, Damn. I, I guess that's the difference between him and McMurray. Like I, I, I you like McMurray, Brickyard now, 400, Daytona Boyer, 500, Charlotte. Boyer, Talladega. his track of his, I think his most dominant track was without a doubt New Hampshire. Though he had multiple wins there at one point in his career. I think. Yeah, him, yeah, and he didn't he have multiple wins to Talladega too. He won two he had, years. In the he world, has at least one win that I know of. Yeah, Wait, in 2011. Was it, was yeah, it him, 2010 was it him or and 2011. Burton that won that one. It was it was him. It was Boyer. Oh, him yeah. and Burton he was were drafting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, McMurray in the booth, though, uh, he was extremely solid. And, like, again, like, he definitely fed off of, like, Mike Joy and um, and uh, Clint Boyer very well. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like he would be, like, a perfect guy to have in full-time and stuff because, you know, he's one of the more recent drivers to retire and stuff and make that transition, too. And I feel like he's, like, somewhere in the middle of, like, okay, like, he's not going to be as goofy as, like, a Clint Boyer um, but then he's not going to be, you know, too boring neither. You know, he's definitely, he's definitely, um, he's, in the he's middle got the somewhere. right amount of personality. He's got a good voice and, you know, I, for lack of better words, he aesthetically, he, he's, he's pleasing to the eye. I, I, I'm not, <laughs> that's the best way I can word it. For TV, he works. Chat, get him, chat. <laughs> I didn't know where that Okay, was some going. people have a face that. for radio. He doesn't. Let's say that. Oh, yeah, all right. There you <laughs> go. Didn't leave his wife for Jamie oh. Mack. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's I, I feel like my Sunday. point is irrelevant now. <laughs> Dude, I'm not hating. <laughs> well, uh, okay, y'all know what I meant. Moving on, <laughs> Claudia. <laughs> She's not here. Oh, but <laughs> but uh, kind of get it back on the track. Um, the th- I think what helps McMurray is that you know McMurray immediately went straight into TV production. Does Race Hub does different weekly weekly and weekend shows for fox so i, I think that's what helped him too he has experience mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, Bal of the Art in the chat says, don't worry, Danny, we all get lost in the frosted tips. <laughs> 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 oh my god good, good point though there jared I, I thought would highlight the difference between mcmurray and boyer for me was the two in-race interviews they did um after stage one mcmurray called up kyle bush and asked him a very like insightful question about like hey is it, it looks like the top lane's not coming in do you think which lane will be better blah blah and kyle bush kind of gave a decent answer when boyer interviewed kurt bush at the end of stage two he just did his whole all right, what you got out there, buddy? And Kurt Busch <laughs> gave him a real generic, boring answer. Bad for TV. So I thought that was where the difference really was highlighted. Yeah, so I'd love to hear more McMurray. And, you know, personally, I think a guy like McReynolds would fit better. I thought Boyer was okay this past weekend. But I, I just think I think characters like Clint Boyer – I made this analogy on my show. But, you know, Rutledge Wood is fine on TV in the role he's given. He's not in the TV booth alongside mm, Dale yeah. Jr. and Rick Allen. He's, he's kind of the, the bonus guy, the, the sideline reporter. I think Boyer would fit that role better than an on-air constant analyst role. Personally, that's, that's just me. But um, a few quick shout outs before we look at the points. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. collected his third straight top 10 yeah. this week and he finished eighth. So uh, considering he was outside the top 30 in points just a few weeks ago, I think that's a pretty remarkable, you know, boost, a little turnaround. Um, we mentioned Bubba Wallace. I want to talk about him <laughs> for just a moment because yeah. he came back to finish 10th. But he had two penalties on pit road, uh, including one very late in the race. He'd driven up into fifth, I believe. Mm -hmm. They came down pit road under caution, and the team let uh, the right front tire get away and ended up bouncing around pit road, got a penalty. Bubba Wallace, obviously, that was the best car I think he's had all season. Um, best chance he's had to win since Talladega last year, and uh, his team blew it. And yeah, racing is a team sport. Your team's going to blow it from time to time, but this was a pretty epic implosion by his pit crew so darian i'll start with you uh does something need to change over there at 2311 well yeah i mean i had brought this up like after the the uh the dirt bristol race like there was like an issue with bubba's engine and stuff and i guess like there was some audio too during the red flag that it came out on twitter where basically the team just had no idea what they were doing and then bubba's engine basically exploded <laughs> um once they got back on track and stuff so Look, I, I, even Denny Hamlin said it um, after Kurt Busch's win, by the way, like as Kurt Busch is driving off after, you know, congratulating him face to face, he immediately says afterwards as Kurt Busch is driving off, we as an organization have left, have, have let both Kurt and Bubba down this year. And I was like, dang, like he said that after a win because he realized like, like he even asked like um, his crew chief what happened to Bubba um um later in the race and stuff you know and and that's a whole nother thing i didn't think about i'm like oh yeah now De um denny hamlin is still new to this whole ownership role so like you know he's trying to focus on his on his own race but now he's like oh what the hell happened and stuff because he saw i mean like at one point in that final stage i mean him bubba wallace kurt bush all in the top five like nobody predicted that would happen a freaking week ago you know like we were talking about hey what's going on with this team you know but hey you know a win definitely changes a lot of things and you know it was also very encouraging to see bubba wallace like actually compete you know for you know like top fives top tens and even a win like that too straight up this year has just been atrocious to watch for the most part. it has but i mean this time you, i'm like obviously you can you know make the arguments and stuff like yeah bubba wallace you know he's made definitely made some mistakes this year but this week like you know the stuff I, that happened last weekend not his fault though. i don't think he would have won he would have gotten I, a top I, five i think I, felt. I think kurt still had more speed but I think we could have easily seen a one-two finish. I think that could have happened. That could, could have he, been was, a he was passing cars very seemingly easy and good cars. So. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree. I just it, it's that team has has basically just been a nonstop 
gaff show all year. And, you know, when it's like, it's like when, when they show up, the team screws up. This happened last year, I believe. I think the first one that we can remember this happening was like Phoenix last mm-hmm. year. Bubba drives up throughout the day. Car gets better. It's just methodically getting better through the day. I think he was like sixth or seventh. And then the crew screws up or the crew chief screws up with the strategy and the crew screws up after that. And it's just been like the entire tone of that 23 team. And it's happened with the 45 a lot. I mean, earlier this year, Kurt Busch, I believe after Atlanta was fifth in points and dropped down to 21st. And yeah, some of that had to do with some crashes here or there, but it was, it was bad strategy. It was bad, uh, you know, different calls uh, on pit road, different, you know, the pit crew itself, some driver error, uh, error with the 23, but it's like, and it seems like anything that they can do to shoot themselves in the foot, they do. So I, I don't know this at this point in the season what you do. I, I wouldn't take away from the 45 team. They're definitely the better team right now. So so what do you do? Do you ask for, like, people from JGR to come over, like backup guys from there? Do you look in the Xfinity series for guys that are doing well? They're not even doing the same kind of pit stops now because they're doing <laughs> five lugs versus one. Yeah, so I, I feel like the 23 team, especially, they're kind of stuck with what they got right now, and they just need to get better. <laughs> yeah, I think simple as that for sure. Um, he still came back to finish 10th, and as you mentioned earlier, Jarrett, you quoted that stat where he led the field in quality green flag passes this past weekend, so at least there's something to hang your hat on. Uh, a couple other notables, uh, your boy, Brad Keselowski, uh, got the win. Your slap shoes, boy. Not none of us refer, refer yeah. Brad because I know slap does. Brad with the solid top fifteen finish. Oh, save that for later. Save it for later. <laughs> uh, Noah Gregson. I want to highlight him. He, I think this was his first like race. He finished really without incident this year. Yeah, he's made he's made like two or three other cup starts this year, and they've either ended with crashes or mechanical this failures. This was his but, first but non super all... speedway cup start of the season, and he did that's Bristol dirt. So oh, all the races yeah. he's done have been oh, yeah. wild card yeah. races. Yeah. That's true. I guess this is his first straightforward race he's done in cup, but he finished 18th. I think that's very respectable. He was on the lead lap mm-hmm. pretty much all day. Um, and Corey LaJoy, I want to highlight, also got a solid top 20. Always happy when LaJoy um, does well. Uh, real quick, I'm not bad. Yeah, we're pretty good. This real week. quick, I want to run through uh, the playoff cut line now that we're officially halfway through the regular season. Um, we have 11 winners, obviously, um, but let's start at 14 place christopher bell 48 points to the good kevin harvick is currently 15th plus 24 eric almarola is mm. plus 11 he Falling is the down. last guy in Falling right now bit. uh 17th and 18th are the two rcr guys austin dillon is minus 11 and tyler reddick is minus 22 continuing to fall just a little further below that cut line almost every week it feels he wrecked again this week it just has not been good since his near miss at bristol um eric jones we mentioned with the issue with the wheel he's 19th now minus 32 and daniel suarez who was running in the top five with his teammate ross chastain early in this race he wrecked out he's 49 points out currently in 20th so uh any big highlights there definitely was disappointing to see suarez cut a tire down early on that was that was a bummer I feel like a lot of the highlights like are are below the cut line. I mean, like Austin Dillon, like he's right around where I um, expected him to be. But then you look at those um, at the last three: Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez. You can make a case have had some of the worst luck this year. You know, in all of, all of the 2022 season thus far. And I'm thinking, I'm like, dang, if that race would have gone a different way, if this race would have gone a different way, 
uh, perhaps they would be a whole lot closer if not in the top 16 you know like Tyler Reddick to me has been the most stake bitten driver this year though just of mm. all all the chances he's had to win and then at Kansas the very beginning of the race hey it's looking promising he's he's like two, three four second uh, seconds ahead of second place leading the race and then all of a sudden has the issues but then Daniel Suarez I don't think is too far behind either running in the top five and then and, he has those issues too and it's crazy granted he's climbed way way up to point standings but Man, what about Christopher Bell? He's becoming like Ryan Newman, getting poles like yeah, crazy. A, that's a, that's Three a crazy poles comeback this year. He's had. Yeah. But yeah, he, yeah, he's not he's not finishing the races yeah, where he needs to be. This isn't. Well, uh, I mean, he yeah. is because he climbed up from outside the top thirty now, plus forty eight. Yeah. Good, but still. What one guy I want to talk about is, is Almarola on sixteen. So starting off the year, uh, he was pretty much the most consistent guy. He finished fifth, sixth, sixth, and twelfth the first four races. Since then. He's only had three top 15s. He Uh-oh. finished eighth at Martinsville. This is lone top 10 in the last 10 races, uh, or, or I should say four top 15s. He, um, you know, with the 12th at Phoenix, he had a 13th at Talladega, which I don't think we can really factor into overall performance. And then an 11th at Darlington, I'll give him that. But other than that, when you look at the last couple races, he's finished 26th at Kansas, 19th at Dover, uh, 23rd at Bristol Dirt, again, kind of an outlier there. But 21st at Richmond, he finished 19th at Coda, not very inspiring uh, finish there. 22nd at Atlanta, so, you know, bad luck overall. But it's like he's slowly but surely just fallen back in the pack. He's not as bad as last year, but he is definitely not, you know, top 16 level, especially if the threat of, you know, 14, 15 winners comes into play. There's... I, I personally don't think without a win, Almirola is able to make it this year without luck. Honestly, I feel the same way about Harvick, plus 24. I, I think he's going to need to win a race to make the playoffs, and I just I don't think he will. I want to I see how Harvick's done uh, really quick. I have his uh, stats pulled up here. But also, too, that's, I just thought about this, too. Like, I mean, seeing Harvick and Almirola, like, just barely on the, you know, on the inside of the uh, of the cut line right now, I mean, it even shows that Stuart Haas Racing, too, to me, like, they've been one of the more disappointing teams, in my opinion, to me this year. It's like, all last year we were talking about, okay, this is just a um, one of those rebuilding years, they're getting ready for the new car and stuff, and then Stuart Haas Racing is officially going to be back, right? Well, outside of Chase Briscoe, I mean, what's what's happening there? I mean, like, Chase Briscoe, yeah, he has the one win, but, I mean, even he's not running that consistent. He's not consistent, you know? yeah. Well, I, I have Harvick stuff pulled up here. Uh, taking out the crash at Bristol Dirt, because I think that's the one lone outlier. But, mm-hmm. again, those things do weigh you down. Um, since Coda, he's been 11th, 2nd, 14th, 10th, 9th, 4th, 15th. Hmm. Where was the 2nd at? Uh, Richmond. Oh, outside oh that's right. That, he was. That's right. He was, he was chasing yeah. Hamlin. They were on Outsi- the strategy. Outside of that, he, he finished fourth at Darlington. The noticeable stat for me this year, which shows that he's definitely not an elite level uh, by any means, is that I, I can tell you right now the races he's led. He led a lap at Fontana, 11 at Atlanta, and one at Darlington. Oh. That's it. He's led 13 that's I mean. laps this year. That's what I mean. He's not. I don't think he's going to win a race this regular season. And I, like I said earlier, I think we'll get 16 winners. I think a guy like Reddick, maybe even Suarez or Austin Dillon or Jones is going to sneak in and steal a win. I, I just feel like Harvick's going to have to win, and I don't think he's capable of it right now. Yeah, I think he's in a must-win situation. As, as power-mad as this season's been so far, I think he's, he's going to have to show up and he's going to have to win one of these things. Yeah, and, and I, feel uh, like I, I feel like – I think he can oh, get sorry. it done. 
I think he can get it done. You know, we got uh, Darlington coming up. It's historically been one of his better tracks. You know, uh, plate tracks are still coming up. Those are a crapshoot. Who knows what he could do there? But uh, I, I think he could get a win, but he's going to have to buckle down and, and get something figured out and mm-hmm. really push for it. Yeah. And I also feel like in general, just in this playoff era, like if you're like in the 14th to 16th range, like during the regular season, you're not really safe anyways, because anybody from, you know, below the top 30 or below the cut line, you know, they can just get a win and then boom, like you're, you uh, lose uh, one of your spots, unfortunately. And then you're on the outside looking in or you're barely inside there. So, yeah, yeah. that's true. He's in the danger zone. He's in the red zone. Yes. But, uh, um, real quick, we have a couple more things before we get off the cup race. Uh, TV ratings real quick. Race was on FS1 Sunday afternoon. Got a 1.43 rating, 2.337 million average viewers. Not great. Down 12% in ratings, 15% in viewership from this same race last year. Jared, you noted this before the show, but they're, uh, the number of viewers they had in that you know more highly coveted 18 to 49 demographic only 371,000, which is uh, equals to about 16% of their total audience. That's not great. I, I know it's typically older people, excuse older, who watches things on TV these days, but still, you need that that younger demographic to be higher than it is. You need that. F1 is more than double that these days and uh, in the United States. And I think NASCAR, that's something they need to continue to focus on because it's just not, it's just not there. So, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was, it's way lower than usual. Uh, yeah, and this was, yeah, th- that's true. This was lower than most even NASCAR races have been as far as the 18 to 49 demo. Mm-hmm. But still, not not good because, you, you know, people put, pointed out the NBA game going against it and stuff like that. But even compared to when NBA went against NASCAR in 2018 and 19 in comparable races, the 18 to, to 49 was, um, was a lot larger. And, and I see people in the chat kind of like, you know, pointing out that 18 to 49, yeah, it's a wide range, but that is the range that TV providers, sponsors, everyone important to putting on races outside of NASCAR itself look at. So as we can laugh at it all we want, but it's like, this is a very important number that NASCAR quite frankly has struggled with for the last 15 years. And it, 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 it should raise a bit of alarm bells for NASCAR and, and have them kind of ask the question, like what was different this time compared to pretty much the last, I would say, you know, pretty much all season comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. Ratings overall this year have been up. Kansas uh, was a notable tick down. Not sure exactly why it does feel like some of the momentum on the ratings front kind of faltered since that Dover rain out got pushed to Monday, but also you're starting to get a bunch more races on cable. Cable ratings are always lower than broadcast ratings. Still uh, who knows? It's everyone's got a different theory. TV is, seems difficult to predict these days. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get off the cup race entirely, though, Jarrett, it's time for that time. Or, or I'm sorry, Darian, it, what time is it? The pole! The famous iceberg pole! <laughs> I know. Everyone loves when we blow out their eardrums. Thank you, Darian. Mm-hmm. What's going on there, Jarrett? What did our uh, beloved viewers say about this race? So we had uh, 13.9 thousand votes, just under 14,000. Uh, 56% said it was a great race. 31% said it was a good one, meaning the net positivity was 87%, which is for the most part higher than any other Kansas races. 9% said it was average and two apiece said it was below average and bad, meaning 4% net negativity, uh, which actually is a, a low this season. Um, but looking like, at some like of the- 
like the, like this is one of the best or the least negative races of the year yes mm. yeah wow we've huh. we've had races that have been in the 80s positive wise that have been between six and 12 percent negative this year so it, it is you know it was generally a pretty well received race um looking at the comments here top one that popped up at least on my end is from ben underscore aflac uh says outside of tire failures this race was fantastic um Noah Coleman says, ah, yes, our annual Kurt win has arrived. Uh, great racing, but these tires, no pun intended, uh, these tires blow, no pun intended, 9 out of 10. Uh, yeah, my bad on that one. English is tough. Uh, also, can't help but notice Kurt's last four wins have all been on mile and a half. So that's, that's something to note. Um, let's scroll down a little bit here. I have it up uh, right here. Uh, everything NASCAR says great race got boring at some points, but so happy for Kurt Busch. I would say another success. Uh, I'm going to spoil it right now. Uh, you guys can guess positive or negative because this was the first comment, but it was also highly voted. Uh, it's from Denny delivers positive or negative positive. positive. It's just a, it's just a meme. Um, he says, what a race. Had lots of fun watching the 2022 Advent Health 400, except 2022 Advent Health 400 is crossed out and enfolded behind it. 2008 Freakyard 400. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's that. that Dang, wasn't that I mean, that's bad. His memes. That's right. I, I'm just gonna start saying meme from now on. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take positive, on that one. <laughs> positive negative meme. That'll, yeah. that'll be <laughs> chaotic um, neutral. <laughs> Jacob Hale says, I'm starting to think the 2% of voters that voted bad are bots. Even if your driver sucked or DNF'd, it was a fun race to watch. Yeah, oh, that's, that's fun. Yeah, it feels like it never fails. Have we ever gotten like 1% bad? <laughs> the first poll. <laughs> the first ever one. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, one, that one only had like 500 votes or something. That's so. before the bots wow. found us. Now we're, now we're big enough for the bots. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings on the podcast. Uh, Austin Higgins brings this one up. Uh, says Kurt is officially a fan favorite. I remember Kurt his whole career uh, looked so low, sad back in the early 2010s. So glad uh, that a good soul is getting a happy ending. Um, at least on the track. Um, let's see. Spencer says uh, go uh, a pass for the win with less than ten to go, and Kurt gets it done for 23-11. Great race overall. Loved every minute of it. Loved the, and then in big, long letters, parody this season. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm going to scroll down because, let's be real, everyone waits to find those fun negative ones that are downvoted. <laughs> we, we, I will say, for having less votes than usual, we did actually have a, a pretty good amount of, uh, of comments. So I'll read the bottom three comments as long as I can. Uh, Daniel Blackwell says, KFP. That was downvoted. Um, Chrome Diesel says, bad race because Toyota dominated. Um, <laughs> Darn cheating. Dude, the, the, the responses are great. First one, you'll survive. And then... <laughs> the second the one, no, I won't. <laughs> the second one, the second one is, is, a, is a cycle. Cope, seethe, mauled, repeat. <laughs> um, someone says, congrats for being at the bottom. And the other one, I don't... Think I, uh, it's not popping up for me. Um, the bottom comment from Cole Kobe uh, says, "Completely terrible. This was the worst race of the season." Has one response and says, "Ella, you can't be more wrong." So good Dang. fun stuff. Good fun stuff. But thank you everyone for voting. Yeah, thank Appreciate you everybody. That was that was great. 
We love the poll. Every week on Jared's channel, The Iceberg, you can find the poll shortly after the conclusion of the Cup Series race. Usually um, to the minute nowadays. I've, I've gotten really good. I've, I've gotten really good at having it set up with 20 to go. Like, even when we had horrible reception, like at Martinsville, I had it up as Byron was crossing the line. I was, I was actually pretty proud of myself. You like to get that. You get those real time reactions, those instant, that instant gratification, well, that visceral I've, reaction. I've learned. I've learned that if you put it out with half a lap to go, usually the race is actually over. Be, but the delay means there's half a lap to go for everyone else. So, oh, gotcha. yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. It's, it's pretty fun to see how close to it I can get it. <laughs> Eric's laugh. It's it's the little a, things. Enjoy it's such, a, it's such things. a silly little thing, but yeah. I love that you're. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. You're competing against your own clock. That's that's good. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's worse As, things I could be doing than putting poles up at a good amount of time. Blue Jimmy fan says that's a 1,000 IQ move. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now that we've wrapped up the Cup race, it was a good time. I think most everyone agrees it was one of the better Kansas races races in recent history. Um, let's talk about the truck race just real quick. I didn't get to see the full thing, but what I did see was largely Zane Smith dominating. Uh, dude that, has really shown that's up. That's basically what it was. He was just, if he had the lead, if he had clean air, he was gone. Nobody was going to touch him. You know what's just weird to think about? We're talking about front row motorsports yeah. dominating a race. Hey, Even if it's in the truck series. The future is crazy, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> I love that they came. They went down to trucks and started winning. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's smart. But yeah, I mean, shout out to Zane Smith because like he was a guy who towards the end of last year's season, you didn't think of him as like a championship favorite. He all of a sudden, um, in his I, second I think top... I picked him, I think I picked him as the champion uh, during the playoffs. Well, I, yeah, well, no, what I, I said, what, off, I, but... well, I'm, what I meant was like basically like up to the, um, all the way up to the, uh, to the, um, to the championship four, like he only had like what, like two top fives the entire season mm-hmm. and stuff. He almost wins the championship and then he changes teams and he basically said the performance towards the end of last season helped save his career and now fast forward to this season we're not even halfway through the season he already has three wins at a super speedway a road course and now a mile and a half so i don't know he seems to me to be the uh, the championship favorite right now i mean he yeah. can win anywhere it seems like yeah, he's getting a lot of people's attention because mm-hmm. I know he's run some JRM races uh, or run some Xfinity races for JRM in the past when he was even younger. Um, but he's young and and he's the kind of guy he's grinding for all these opportunities that he's yep. gotten. I remember, I remember, I think his first win a couple of years ago, he was borderline in tears, you know, talking about mm-hmm. you know how how difficult it's been for him to get to this position. I don't know his full backstory to the T, but well, seems like a good dude and and cool to see him emerging this year as a true Truck Series championship contender for kind of for not a KBM, not a Thor Sport. But yeah, like you said, front row. Front That's row. Cool. I I seen someone in the chat ask why did GMS Racing dump Zane Smith? Seem like a dumb move. They really, I don't think they really did dump him. Originally, the original what come out, he was supposed to get the one with Chip Ganassi Racing this year, from what I've read and seen online. But ultimately, when they sold that deal went away yeah. so he kind of was already leaving GMS Racing. He was set to be gone from this. It's kind of just like. I think GMS Racing already had the spot. But also, field. but also too, for being honest, he wasn't performing this well too in with GMS no. last year too. I mean, like, but hey, he seems to be to have been a blessing in disguise because he, I mean, now I mean, he's um with his new team, he already has three wins this year. I mean, yeah. I put I put it like this: like they put during the race like a graphic up that he was like three to four tenths a lap faster. Like, yeah, throughout the run of everybody, he so, was fast. I mean, it was it, it was like. You know, when when you would go on uh, the old EA games and you'd start from like 22nd 
and then just play on easy mode so he could pass everybody. That's, That's basically what, what the race was. He was <laughs> passing. Was he was not racing. <laughs> he was in his own world. Yep. As a Cito notes there in the chat, I forgot about this, but the reports were that after last season, he had a contract to go race cup this year for Chip Ganassi. And that fell apart when they sold the track house. Dang. So that's my point earlier that he's getting looks. Yeah. So yeah, he just mentioned that. Yeah. He's getting looks. Yeah. Cito with a good pointing it out as well as you, Danny. Yeah. I think it's, uh, he's got a future and it's cool to see him winning mm-hmm. so much this year. Yep. Uh, but on that note, sorry, I thought I, your screen lit up, Jared. I thought you were going to continue. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm looking. Stuart Friesen uh, was the other driver I want to mention. He had a crazy weekend. Um, I didn't follow his whole story on Twitter, but he was having plane issues or flights getting canceled, delayed, whatever. Uh, Bubba Wallace had to qualify his truck, um, and I didn't see where he qualified. Did he qualify fifth? It was he qualified up front. Yeah, it was up there. He qualified it pretty well, having just uh, sat. And my bad on that, Danny. Not, I was I was zoned out. My bad. On <laughs> I was just like yeah. I literally just said this. <laughs> yes, my bad. I was reading the chat and, and I was not paying attention. That's on me. Um, <laughs> But uh, but no, Stuart Friesen, Stuart Friesen getting in time for the race. I didn't see where he finished. Did anyone catch where he finished in the race? Uh, I, he didn't win. I know that much. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. Uh, I I got like one second. I believe he was. I, I remember he was up front a lot of it. He Us. finished fourteenth. And then somebody in the chat okay. said Bubba qualified that thing P two actually. Oh, is it second? I mean, that's I what somebody in the chat fifth. said. I don't, I don't know. No, no, it's fifth. It's fifth? Okay, okay. Dang it, dang it, Chad. I got that one right. <laughs> I listened to one thing. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's great. I, I, that was just interesting. You're both Toyota drivers, different teams. Uh, yeah. I, want, I was trying to figure out why uh, why Bubba got the call. I'm not sure if it was something he was, like, the only guy available or he, like, fit in his seat better or something. But I, I just thought it was interesting. But he, you know, good, good job kind of scrambling at the last minute. That was probably the most interesting part of the whole Truck Series mm-hmm. weekend <laughs> was uh, yeah. seeing how they put that together. It, it was a uncommon, like, Truck Series snoozer for the most part. And it wasn't horrible. Just for the Truck Series, it was not. Yeah, I mean, usually for the Truck Series, you're either, like, I feel like you either get a good race or, like, one of those crazy, you know, shit show type races. And, yeah, add, um, add it to the uh, to the cursing jar, by the way, Jay. Um, but, but yeah, I feel like you get one of those two races. So, like, it's very rare to see, like, a, a very mid to, you know, boring truck series race. Yeah. Sorry. Definitely. I was... Uh, yeah, I was wondering to... what was going on there. I was like, why? Is he... Oh, it's just a <laughs> it's freaking fly. party right outside the room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm live. He, he's talking to the fly. It's finally manned up and he's, he's tired of he's Yeah, tired of like, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it is the fly. I, I am respecting his voice. He's <laughs> um, got a booming voice. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, uh, I've been distracted by the chat for the last 20 or 30 minutes, but I was also been distracted by super chats we've gotten. We've wrapped up the Kansas discussion. We're going to get into the lightning round and all that other great stuff in just a moment, but I want to begin by getting to some of these early super chats. If only y'all have a timer, you guys can go and catch up with it. Uh, I'm definitely going to mispronounce this. This was for you, Slap, from Katyusha. Oh, gosh. Um, Katyusha Katyusha wants Eric not to summarize this not to summarize this is for slap oh this is just for you slap the great cat cat welcome slap to the show and they're glad that cat is your favorite i don't i don't know the story behind that is there a story behind that do you know what that means slap i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> either. Uh, that was the first super chat we got tonight we also got a couple from our friend jar jar binks appreciate that um uh, he loves you slap i'm not doing the jar jar voice but he, he says that he loves you slap oh, i'll just do hey, the tarvik 
Uh, he's a Harvick's a Karen. Eric, please read this whole thing. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jar Jar. Uh, he also says uh, that he saw your NASCAR romance novel video, Jarrett. Uh, and, he, and he asks, "What's your favorite?" <laughs> he's very um, curious. The one I didn't read, <laughs> which is all of them, <laughs> all of them, because I didn't read them. <laughs> Gordon, the big engine, chimes in with five, says, forgot to say this, but hello, Slap. I love your videos. Yeah, oh, thank you. I love your videos, too. Avatar Cora is here. Dar- Darian didn't even have to send a super chat. Uh, uh, Avatar Cora yeah, chimes you in. You pay money for that. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar calls for 500 miles at Pocono, and he's booing, or she, I'm sorry, she, Avatar Cora, is booing Harvick and Logano today. Um, Clone Squadron Racing sent five, saying Gateway will be my first ever attended race. Any tips, advice, suggestions for a first-timer? Yeah, get there early. First time at Gateway too, so I can't tell yes. you nothing. And also make bring sure to run on the track during green flag laps for your first time. Good, good point for slap. Bring water. Probably bring your protection. Don't, that screen. Stuff. don't, don't listen if, to that. Run on the track, bro. Run don't on the don't track. listen to that. No, get some TV don't, time. don't listen. Don't listen. I don't know where Darian is, but don't listen to Darian. Don't um, just have defense. fun. Don't put too much pressure on trying to see and do everything uh, all in one day. Like you know, there will be other races. But uh, yeah, good luck. Have fun. Um, Lord Voldemort, thank you, says uh, the Dark Lord thinks Ratatouille is the best uh, Pixar movie, and he's also booing Kevin Harvick. Um, Napa Racing Fan 927, thanks for the two. How can the All-Star Race improve for the future? I think we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but in a nutshell, I think you know Chase Elliott suggested they should rotate the, the venue. Others have suggested bringing it to stadiums or in different cities. I think whatever they can do to bring the event to a different audience for one, but more importantly, make the event feel like something different to the naked eye. Like I I would almost suggest they run completely different cars, put them in like dirt late models and race them around the Charlotte dirt track. I don't care. I just think you need something that differentiates it, differentiates it from a normal NASCAR race. Cause I think any average fan who tunes in this weekend, it's just going to look like any other NASCAR race with a slightly different format. Involve the other champions like Ben Rhodes having a chance to go up against the cup series guys. Sure. Ah, I didn't even think about that one. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember Chicago. somebody was, was talking <laughs> about um, somebody floated the idea out there that NASCAR Euro Series, uh, the Penty Series, the Mexican Series should all have like the same universal car. And somebody else brought up like we should take the champion from every single series at, that we have and just like put them all in the uh, uh, All Star race against all the Cup guys and you know make them race you know asphalt late models or something. Mm-hmm. I like that. See, that's what I just, I feel like, honestly, bringing in other series and everything is great, but putting them in different vehicles than what they typically race, putting them on different track as well. I think that's really what's going to do it. I know we hit three minutes. I'm going to do just a few more real quick because I, I want to make a slightly bigger dent in this. Um, uh, Hot Piss sent two and said beans. Isaac sent five, uh, said it's All-Star Weekend and Shrek's 21st anniversary. You know what that means? Somebody once told me the world Shrek was going to... Dude, this yeah. 21 year... Holy crap. To the day, I'm Shrek was out the Shrek uh, CRT TV. Wow. Shrek um, and drink. Kat, Katyusha sent five as well um, and said the great Katyusha encourages you to watch the Blue Jimmy Fan 48 Live Race uh, Reactions video. Jar Jar the Goat takes part in them, apparently. Um, that's exciting stuff. And one final one before we wrap up this first portion of Super Chats from Jacob, the Tyrant King. He says, sign my box again. And for those who don't know, I, this man has brought me like a cardboard box. Or I think I think it was maybe two different boxes. He's brought different boxes for me to sign at different races he's seen me at this year. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can continue that trend. That's one of the more funny and random memes I've been a part of in recent memory. Uh, but thank you all for the Super Chats. Uh, we'll get to the rest of them 
at the end of the show. Appreciate your patience and thank you so much for the support. Um, before we get to the lightning round, the NASCAR Weekly Podcast is sponsored by Lionel Racing, the official diecast of NASCAR. You can pre-order your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast right now at lionelracing.com or at an authorized Lionel retailer. Uh, and be sure to check out the latest NASCAR Authentics waves at a Walmart near you. Uh, if you guys saw my video last week, I have one of the next-gen 164 scale prototypes in my possession. They told me that the cars will begin shipping later this summer. I don't know where to start. Uh, Darian and Danny are, are fighting for screen time over there. <laughs> what cars do you guys have to show off this week? So I just got this one in the mail from Lionel Racing. This is the 2021 Alex Bowman Richmond race version. Got some nice details. The back has been up a little bit from where it created some damage to the sheet metal to Tires are roughed up here. Good amount of little kind of like asphalt markings that, you know, really stands out. You know, make it a race version stands mm -hmm. out in like the white numbers and stuff. So good looking car and little custom Sunoco flag put in there for good measure. Yes, and I stole this from Danny B. This is his. Um, this is the inaugural Dirt Bristol uh, Cup win car um, from the greatest Team Penske NASCAR driver of all time, Joey Logano. False statement. <laughs> you know channel we're on, don't you? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, no, this is a uh, some uh, tremendous detail. I I especially love the dirt tires too. So I love that attention to detail. And yeah, overall, oh, cool. it's a pretty cool diecast. So it's awesome. And so far, we're on the the race version trend. Eric, you're going to continue us. It looks yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll go next. We're racing at Texas this weekend, so I've got Matt Kenseth's 2011 race win car when he won the spring race at texas motor speedway i just love the the donut there on the 17 on mm -hmm. the on the door you know they say if the donut's on the left side you've been in the way if it's on the right side you've been going going by people mm -hmm. you've been you've meant business all day long also got some little texas shaped confetti details all over this thing it's a beautiful race car jared what do you have there that looks pretty sharp as well so i have the first oh, we can't Ray see goes. it right now the way oh, you're on the screen yeah it's like behind the line it's logo. behind the logo <laughs> Like, if you put, put it on the other side, you're good. There you go. Just put it up a little bit. You're good. I have the original Gray Ghost. <laughs> Whoa. Can we see it now? Yes. There it is. We can okay. see all of it. That, that junior drove, I should say. Not the original original. But uh, the, the Citizen Soldier Three Doors Down car. A lot of people forget about that part of it as it won't focus. Um, I figured it's the all-star race. So have one of the old all-star schemes, seeing how that's kind of went by the wayside in recent years. Um Man, I, I just I wish I could make special schemes again just for the All Star yeah. race because these this one was this, this was awesome. In mm -hmm. my opinion, this was way better than the one that they did in 2016. Yeah. Um, no disrespect, but to to Junior, but I I don't like the orange on it as much as mm -hmm. the red. The red yeah. fit it, even if it's not perfectly accurate by any means. Uh, but just a beautiful car and everything everything's silver like even yeah. the thing that that people forget everything even like the amp and national guard everything was silver nice so we'll let you slap we got a toasty or a taste of yours a second ago yeah i got the uh 2013 uh brad light car uh it was a terrible <laughs> year for him but it was a great paint job and i remember there's somebody on twitter yesterday complaining about uh white rims on cars to them i say heck off <laughs> these things, these things are great. I love white rims on cars; they always look great. Uh, and uh, this one, I even got it autographed, so that Beautiful. was pretty neat. Nice. nice. That's pretty awesome. Well, pretty great collection here tonight. Uh, appreciate Lionel again sponsoring this segment of the show and also sponsoring our next segment. Danny, are you ready on the controls? 
I, I don't have the graphic, but I'm, I'm oh, going to duck and cover. Oh, it's, and it's the lightning round on the NASCAR it's, Weekly Podcast. It's the lightning like round for people who couldn't hear that. Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? We'll hear that. Uh, <laughs> so first off, Culture Kings is releasing vintage NASCAR lines with 22 different products uh, that is currently out right now. Uh, Thor Sport won its appeal of the Matt Crafton uh, disqualification from Darlington, so Crafton has now been officially awarded back his fifth place finish. This is a reported by Bob Pachris. Um <clears throat> Daniel Dye has been reinstated by ARCA. Real ball buster. Uh, <laughs> Where did he race... finish at Kansas? Did he... I, don't even... I didn't see that, right... How much... that much of that race. I mean, it's not the by... He didn't get ripped on by Venturini, so he did better. <laughs> uh, race for the championship will be a new docu-series like Drive to Survive, which is what they're comparing it to, airing on USA Network. Throughout the 10 weeks of NASCAR's playoffs, this is announced by Awful Announcing. I hope they actually do it this year. Didn't they announce it for last year's playoffs and it got postponed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, North Wilkesboro tickets for August and October have gone on sale. Mm. And Denny Hamlin's penalty has been upheld. And his crew chief, Chris Gabehart, will be suspended through the Coca-Cola 600, Gateway, Sonoma, and then Nashville. So we won't see him back uh, in a points race till... July, and uh, that's the lightning round. To, to answer your question, Daniel Dye finished third at Kansas. Oh, nice! I knew he was up there towards the end. It would. I think it'd be more fitting if he had been like second. Just saying, <laughs> two for Dye. Right. Is that it for the lightning round? Uh, can only hope. Uh, okay. And once again, uh, that'll conclude another edition of the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now. Back to the show. You were like Dan, crazy you... laddered at first one, by the way. <laughs> do you appreciate that he's doing that into your microphone now, oh, Danny? My, you're oh, yeah, going to have to repair it. It's broken. No, it? I'm sorry. You're going to have to repair <laughs> your settings. Yeah, it, it topped out. We couldn't even hear it. <laughs> well, we're just in time for the second half of the show. We've got a few other topics to get to before we talk All-Star. First, this episode is also sponsored by our friends at Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. It's great for do-it-yourselfers or even if you're a professional metalworker. Forney has everything you need for your next project. We appreciate their support. You can shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. Forneyind.com. It's down in the description below. Or you can find them at an authorized Forney dealer near you. We appreciate their support. And now we can get to uh, the second half of the show. Before we talk All-Star, there have been a few news stories this week. Some rumblings, some rumors. First off, let's talk about this conversation. The new manufacturer coming to the Cup Series conversation has been somewhat revitalized. Um, I saw Adam Stern highlighted an article or highlighted some quotes that were in this Mopar Insiders website who took their quotes, I believe, from a Kelly Crandall uh, Racing Writers podcast episode. Regardless, uh, it's not Steve O'Donnell once again talking about new manufacturers possibly coming into the sport. Uh, according to Steve O'Donnell, um, he says that they're very close to finals. They're like day-to-day um, very close to finalizing uh, a deal with a new manufacturer, but he says it's de- depending on who you ask. So still kind of ambiguous, kind of broad, but uh, obviously because this uh, Mopar, you know, Dodge-related website was talking about it, many are speculating once again that Dodge is the front runner. I'm already seeing it all over the chat. One person says Pontiac. That's a bold prediction, but the rest are saying Dodge. <laughs> Even in um, so, no, a gentleman. <laughs> so, gentlemen, do you think it makes sense 
for Dodge to join the NASCAR Cup, rejoin the NASCAR Cup Series in the next couple of years? Um, yeah. I, I would say I would say yes because NASCAR's talked about going with electrification, and Dodge is going all in on that in 2024. Everything True. is hybrid to EV. Um, it's just a matter, I think, of, of where, because I, I that that's the big question here. Because I know everyone's going to talk about SHR, but there's also probably other teams that are open to it. I, that that's what I'm wondering is yes they they can come in but who's going to make that jump that's that's what I'm more asking I I think it's going to happen they've had they've they talked about it so much I I would think by now something will come to fruition with it especially since you know it it's been out there so much Steve Phelps named Dodge last year in a press conference like he named them as you know can't confirm or deny that Dodge is involved but you know which SHR uh, start up their drag racing program and they're using uh, Dodges and Mopar engines over there. Yep. Technically, yeah. it's Tony Stewart's team. But yeah, no, they, there is which, that connection. Which now. car would they go with, the Charger or the Challenger? Aren't they like playing to discontinue those cars in the next couple um, of years? Or dis- maybe they're I, going all electric or something? I, I think Char. I, I want to. One or the other, I think, is going for sure electric. I can't, I'd, I'd have to double check. Uh, yeah, I don't I know for one sure. One was being discontinued. I know. But isn't I, Chevy sure. looking at dropping the Camaro in the next yeah, few they're years? Gonna, they're gonna, that I, is I they're discontinuing that one in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. Someone said the Dodge Dart. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe. I'll tell you well, who we need back in NASCAR. Buick. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> hey, I knew hey it. Buick's look nice these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it says right here, the report is that Dodge discontinuing Challenger and Charger by 2024. Ooh, we'll have electric uh, muscle cars. So, dang. Yeah, so, oh, someone said a Dodge Demon. Is that a new car that they got? Dodge Demon? It's, it's like a offshoot of um, a Challenger. And somebody said He's, the Dart was so, discontinued in 2016, so you can't uh, use yeah, that. that, that oh, was my discontinued. gosh. What does Dodge so, have left? So yeah, look, so that, that, and even really then, cool. like the truck series, Ram is its own entity. It's no longer mm-hmm. like the Dodge Ram. It's just Ram now. So, well, looking right here, what they're saying, um, Dodge CEO Tim, we'll call him Tim. Uh, Tim outlined that an electric <laughs> muscle car concept would be revealed early this year. A plug-in hybrid will go into production next year, and the, the current lineup of muscle cars ceases production by 2024. There will be a significant new vehicle forthcoming, so it might be that. Mm. Um, ah, the Dodge so, Unknown. Yeah, I mean, we can call it that for now. That that would if if it's going to be Dodge, it might be that because that'd be a way to push it out to more people. They're bringing I mean, the Avenger back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that NASCAR for like one year in the two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, that was what they went for. It was, and then it was in Iraq. It was said, an you know what, let's get out of Firebird. here. Oh, that's right. That's right. It that's was right. an Iraq. Maybe they'll rename. Maybe they'll give the name this new car the the intrepid. The intrepid. They'll bring back the intrepid. <laughs> I want to see something new. I'll, I'll be real. I'd, I'd like to see something new. But I, yeah. But uh, I, I would think that'd be it. I think the the thing that a lot of people noted is that the people reporting it like first after you know after Crandall was like Mopar insiders. So yeah, it was. It's, I think it was like a fan site, or just kind of like a, a like almost like a J ski of Mopar. I don't know. Yeah. Like they're just kind of kind of running with it, kind of the same way we are, kind of just speculating based on like we've covered this before. The Tony Stewart connection. It feels like it makes a lot of sense on paper, but 
I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Like that'd be a huge change for an established cup series team, a big team with four cars. It's not all Tony Stewart. Gene Haas is very involved there as well. It'd be a big change for them to switch to Dodge overnight. They've done it before. You know, they went from Chevy to Ford, but it would still be a pretty huge overhaul. But also, I don't know what team makes the most sense. But also, too, like I'm going back to that switch when they made the switch from Chevy to Ford. They were in a much different place performance wise as a team. Like, would now really be the best time to make that huge switch? You know, what happens with Penske? They go back to Dodge. I think they're so interconnected with the Wood Brothers. I don't know if they would do that unless the Wood Brothers would change to Dodge, which would be. That's sacrificing. That'd be crazy. Wood Brothers would probably be more likely to stick with RFK, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Jarrett, Jarrett, just for suggesting that, you need to go to church on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Damn. Uh, Somebody in the chat chat said we need to bring back the Dodge Neon. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, but I think something that was interesting that I saw was that, you know, Kelly Crandall had put out that Toyota actually has been part of the recruitment process for for new. manufacturers so I'm, I'm i don't know what connection there'd be with toyota off the top Lexus. of my head i don't know <laughs> i mean they're basically owned by toyota i don't know if mm-hmm. it make a bit make business sense but i maybe i mean what's the big what's that like main lexus sedan it's called like just like the l50 or something i don't know what it's called it's, it no, i know they had the lfa that was uh the car that uh kyle bush got caught doing like 120 in a residential <laughs> <laughs> You should yeah. be there just for that, if that's the case. Just be, yeah. just have Kyle Busch front row be like, I know they're fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, like, a lot of people, you know, are putting different ones in the chat. And it, it very well might be someone like a Honda or, or you know, Nissan, because those have been thrown around before. But it's like Dodge has a smoking gun right now with the fact that it continuously gets mentioned over yeah. and over. It's been over. mentioned yeah. by the president of NASCAR in the yeah. last year. I don't like, know. It's, 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 de- it's definitely not going to be Nissan. Nissan doesn't have any. That's thing outside of the Japan. Nissan Z. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they, I mean, they got a good looking truck. They can market for the trucks here. They got mm-hmm. the Titan at least. Yeah. But I mean, but, could, could a new team come over? That that could be an option. Like a new race team. Like what was that I, rumor? New factory I, I, team. What was Maybe. that rumor that Cole Pern was going to bring Acura over or something like that? That was back in, twi- was it 2020 or 2021? It was a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any, I don't know how valid that rumor ever was or if it's still being worked on to this day but like that would be that'd be pretty wild if Cole Pern pulled something like that out of his hat yeah i don't that, think it, i don't think so i'd be surprised but given, given his tweet this Honda, last week Cole Pern tweeted this last week basically trashing the next gen so i doubt it's going to be that but <laughs> i'm just saying yeah, we'll see what was I, that danny I, I said Acura is basically owned by Honda though aren't they they probably yeah. are that sounds right mm-hmm. I just I love looking at everybody putting these different ones in there, and there's just different things. It's like yeah, I know for sure it won't happen. But Alpine, Ferrari, uh, McLaren. I, someone brought this up. Right if if Honda did come, their truck series option is the Honda Ridgeline. That thing looks Ooh. like thing looks like a minivan, and then it has a truck bed. <laughs> Isn't it also just a V6? It is. Yeah. 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 Nobody needs to know. What? It all comes from Ilmar. Well, but then, then again, uh, Toyota doesn't have a V8 car, so that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, them, them V6 Camrys though, they will get up and go. Zippity doo Well, we can let the chat continue to speculate. I don't think Tesla's coming to the Cup Series anytime <laughs> too soon. Um, but uh, appreciate all the suggestions in the chat. Uh, before we get to picks for the All Star Race, there's one other um, 
bit of news, sort of, kind of, we can talk about. Uh, I did a video on it today, but uh, Toyota's Toyota Racing Development's David Wilson um, talked to reporters yesterday about Kyle Busch's future contract situation. And I don't have any of the quotes up in front of me right now, but I'm going to paraphrase some of his statements. Uh, effectively said it would be uh, uh, unacceptable if for Toyota to lose Kyle Busch, for him to leave Joe Gibbs Racing at the end of this year, especially if he went and drove for a competing organization or manufacturer, that would be unacceptable. And he says he's in contact with Joe Gibbs every single week to up on up for updates about uh, Kyle Busch's situation. Um, but at the same time, while he's optimistic, he did kind of leave the door open at the end of his statement saying things like, you know, at the end of the day, it's us, it's, to it's Toyota, it's Joe Gibbs Racing, it's Kyle Busch. A lot of us have to come together. And so, you know, it's not all like we don't get to make all the decisions. There's a bunch of people that have to come together and make decisions and make things happen. Um, ultimately, the takeaway that I got from his statements is that it all comes down to sponsorship money. That's another thing he did say is that um, Joe Gibbs, maybe we probably already knew this, but Joe Gibbs cannot afford to pay Kyle Bush's salary out of pocket. Like they're going to need a, a prominent sponsor if Kyle Bush is going to get paid what he wants to get paid. So we don't know who that new sponsor could be, if they're even close to finalizing a deal with a new sponsor. That's a new thing the chat can do. Instead of talking about and speculating manufacturers, they can speculate new sponsors for Kyle Busch. I know you've done a whole video on that, Jarrett. Mm -hmm. But Kyle that's Bush where we're at. not going to have Rowdy pay for it all either. Yeah, no. That's where we're at on the Kyle Busch saga. We're going to talk about some other silly season stuff in a second. But first off with the Kyle Busch saga, um, I'll just go down the line here. I'm going to put you on the spot, Darian. Yes or no, Kyle Busch drives the 18 next year. I, yes, I feel like they they'll they'll figure out something. Something has to be figured out. Something has to be figured out. Danny, what about you? I'm gonna say yes, and I'm gonna give another prediction while we're at it. I'm gonna say Menard steps up as mm -hmm. a sponsor. Yeah. All right, all right. They're they're getting spread pretty thin here. Jarrett, what about you? I've said the I said this last time. I'm not wavering from yes uh, until until there's something definitive that comes out not just well you know this would suck or you know well this well this it's like they're gonna talk in the media just to kind of get their side pushed more no matter what side it is i and until there is a report saying that kyle bush is not driving for jgr i will not believe that kyle bush is not driving for jgr so slap are you gonna deviate from this uh i'm kind of in that uh, same boat as Jarrett. like i just don't see it happening but at the same time what i do see happening is kyle bush throwing a hissy fit one day and just saying screw you guys i'm going home and going <laughs> off and doing like whatever the hell he wants i mean that's it's kyle bush we're talking about he could do anything man yeah he's got more money fair. than god he's he doesn't care about other making other people happy at any point in time he could just pick up his ball and go home and do whatever he wants to so I don't see him leaving the 18 at the end of the year, but it's Kyle Busch. I don't know what he's going to do. I agree. Kyle Busch is unpredictable, but I will say one thing I think is predictable about Kyle Busch is his love for racing. I mean, he's done double, triple duty almost his whole career. He loves being behind the wheel of a race car. The one thing that's changed is he now has two kids. He has a new baby now. And so family life may start to pull at him a little bit, pull him away from racing more and more. That's the only thing that could change his mindset, but we know he loves racing. Um, I, I'm going to continue to echo what you guys are saying. I think, yes, he stays with Joe Gibbs racing next year because ultimately I think all sides effectively want the same thing. Kyle Busch wants to race for Toyota and Joe Gibbs racing at a certain price. And I think Toyota and Joe Gibbs racing are willing to pay him at that price. And they want to bring him back because he has their whole development truck team as well, but they need to find a sponsor. 
So ultimately the first most important thing is everybody wants the same thing. That part is true. So I think the sponsor thing will eventually work itself out. But like you said, Jared, we don't have any hard evidence to suggest either way at this point. It is very much just speculation. I'll ask Slap, what do you think? Think like a big sponsor like HelloFresh might jump on? <laughs> <laughs> I got a video to send you. I took uh, Monday. You <laughs> Save 18% with Kyle Bush 18. <laughs> My goodness. I want to see YouTube sponsors like that get on a race car. Yeah. More more. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Hello the Raycon Chevy. The Doc yeah. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Skillshare Ford. The Factor 18. <laughs> Square hey, we, we saw Roman on Ryan Newman's car a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think it's possible. <laughs> I, want yeah. see, I want to see my boys from Canada fume step up with somebody. I, you know? I want to see Kyle Bush do a Manscaped commercial just because I want to see the hissy fit that, that all these people on Twitter will throw when it's Kyle Bush talking about shaving his balls. <laughs> I don't think I could take Kyle Bush seriously. I, 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 no. just throw it out there. I, I hate to like trash a potential sponsor for Kyle Bush, we, but I, I don't see that we've working. We've seen some of the Instagram posts that he does with Samantha, I can yeah. only imagine how he would handle a manscape. That, that'd be crazy. It'd be, <laughs> It'd be well, about in line. Oh, maybe that's true. Maybe he's already he's already ready for it. He's been he's been quietly pitching himself to manscaped all this time, and we yeah. had no idea. Big brain. Oh well, getting away from the eighteen for a second. That one because there's really there's a lot of speculation there, and we don't really know anything. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Let's move to another car that's expected to be available next year that we also don't really know anything about, but we're going to speculate anyways. The 10 car, the Stuart Haas Racing number 10 car is expected to be open next year because Eric Almarola announced his retirement before the season began. And this past weekend, during like an extra segment on his um, on his Stacking Pennies podcast, uh, Corey LaJoy and his co-hosts were sort of speculating who gets the 10 car. And immediately they talked about Ryan Priest, who was just signed by SHR to be their development driver. But pretty quickly, Corey LaJoy mentioned John Hunter Nemechek and said that he believes his people are probably putting some sort of feelers out there, even though he's currently in the Toyota system and the SHR 10 is obviously a Ford. So, uh, guys, there are other big name drivers out there as well looking for a competitive cup seat. Noah Gregson's a guy who's hasn't been very shy in recent weeks. He's interested in racing full-time cup next year. And I don't think he's tied down to any one team or manufacturer. So um, Priest, Nemechek, Gregson, somebody else, uh, Jared, star us off. Who do you think gets that 10 car next year? So th- this one's hard because you don't know if Smithfield is going to stay on or not. If Smithfield stays on, then I think basically Smithfield and SHR have their pick of the, of the litter. Um, True. Right now, just because he's been the one that's been lined up for my head says Ryan Priest. Um, I think that's a safe pick, but I don't want to be too safe on this show. I, I think I've been safe so far tonight with predictions. So I'll go out there. I'll say outside pick that is not one of the three mentioned. We mentioned him earlier lined up for a cup ride that fell through. Why not Zane Smith? I mean, why not? He's got the it, Ford it, connection. Exactly. He's got the Ford connection and you can you can have that big alliance set up. I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I, sponsors can come with him. Maybe he, it, he had everything set up for sponsors before, so why not happen? Why not have that again? I like that. that's a good point. Slap. Uh, what do you think? Are you going to go outside the box like Jarrett? No, I, I think uh, Priest is pretty much as close as you can be locked in without actually being locked in. It's, it makes a lot of sense. He's already on contract. He's established. We know he can race pretty well. Uh, uh, why take a chance on somebody like Zane Smith, who's never raced in the Cup Series before, when you got that guy already on payroll? Hmm. Yeah. Makes a solid point. Danny, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm also with Ryan Priest on this one. Yeah, it would be neat seeing, you know, Noah Gregson getting that for full-time opportunity, but, I mean, it's not to say that we couldn't see Collig want to go full-time with him next year. You know, they got two charters. They're just doing the part-time deal with three guys, so that's not out of the equation either. So, I'm yeah, I'd, I'd go... I'd go Ryan Priest. I think we're. I think John Hunter Nemechek. I would like to see him. I'd like to see him go for an Xfinity Championship with Joe Gibbs if it's possible. But out of those, Ryan Priest. More, you know, wild card options. I'd say maybe, maybe Riley Herbst. Um, if they want to be really bold, uh, just for the stop, just for the the big headlines. Don't do it. I was about to say, hey, they've hey, had Danica before. Say, I mean, yeah. I was just about, yeah, I was going to mention. Why that. not put another woman in that 10 car? I was just about to mention that too. I'm going to stay with us. Yes. I'm, I'm going to stay within the Ford to Stuart Haas racing camp. Obviously, Ryan Priest okay. is the clear favorite. Um, you know, I, I feel like um, um, what Jared said earlier, though, if Smithfield stays as a sponsor, then I feel like that's Ryan Priest's ride for sure. But if not, if not, though, Hey, I'm just saying, you know, you have two other guys or two other drivers with funding and Riley Hurst and hey, he just mentioned her. Haley D is there if you want to break the internet. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll push I'll push the issue a little more. Uh-oh. Um I know that he has a contract that goes through I believe 23. Uh so it wouldn't make sense on paper at the moment. What if Harvick says screw it and just retires like he was going to a few years ago and you have two open rides at SHR? All right, I, we take out the priest option because if two uh, get one if two them. cars are open, he'll get one. Yeah, wide open field. I give it to all of you guys. Whoever wants to go first, who who out of the litter do you pick to to get the either ten or four car? Once priest has the other one, I mean, my first. I mean, I would say like, do, do we have funding secured? Yeah, do, is funding secured I'm, for these rides? Let's go off that assumption. Okay, fine, fine. That that's different then. So come back to me. What about Stenhouse? Um, That Corey LaJoy podcast clip, he said that he thinks Stenhouse will stay with JTG. But Stenhouse is represented by Kevin Harvick Incorporated. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a connection there, perhaps. Maybe I'm overdoing it. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. But what about Stenhouse? I mean, he's three straight top tens. Maybe he's finally figuring it out in his 30s. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like at this point, if if you're in your 30s and you've done what Stenhouse has done for the most part, you are the driver you are. Yeah, you know saying, if he has the connection, if he's got the connection. I, I want to go back for just a moment. I think Ryan Priest, like you said earlier, Jared, if Smithfield sticks around in a big way, I think Priest gets the ten car. But I think if sponsorship is a big question, I think they're going to broaden their horizons. And I do think John Hunter Nemechek is an interesting pick because, mm-hmm. well, I don't know how much sponsorship money he really brings. Um, he at least does have a year of Cup Series experience under his belt. We saw him run top ten a few times in a front row car. As a rookie in 2014, no practice, no qualifying. As a 14, a 14. That's true. That's true. So I, I can at least understand where the John Hunter Nemechek speculation is coming from. Uh, even though I like Zane Smith, I like your point about Zane Smith as well. So, but yeah, if we had two cars, two SHR cars are open, man. That team, they they can't afford that. Imagine if their roster in 2023, and this is just we're getting all out in the weeds <laughs> now. But imagine if their roster in 2023 is Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer. Ryan Priest and Riley Hurt. Championship, championship four, right there. They're screwed. I'm going, sorry. Going yeah. outside of Riley Herbst, if I have to think of any other like talent that's there in the Xfinity series, someone who can, you know, surprisingly bring a lot of funding between 
Tax Slayer and the Hot Sauce Company, you know, Mike <laughs> Snyder brings a lot of funding with him. And he's not a half bad driver. He's won an Xfinity Series before. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's all right. So I, I, I just, SHR, I, I like Briscoe. I like Zane Smith, Ryan Priest, insert driver there. But they can't, if they have both their veterans leave after this year, that team is screwed either yeah. way. Like, at least in the short term, they are hoes. Hey, someone who, I think I'm forgetting about who has needed to move up for a long time. Why not Brandon Jones? Uh, He's got funding. He's got funding, I think. Uh, I, I believe, you with, with the, yeah, with the Menards funding for sure, but I, I, I believe there's a connection with Joe Gibbs Racing. Ah, oh, well. okay, okay. That's why he's been locked down with that He's one. never, but he used to be an He's RC, had Menards since he was in Arciardo. Oh, I don't know, yeah. so I guess it's gone but with him everywhere. I, I want to push even further on this one because I just love doing this. Oh God! What what is the the current like mindset at, at, at SHR with Cole Custer? Like, is he set because Haas is there? Because Kurt Busch had Haas, and Kurt Busch is not there anymore. And I think Kurt Busch is a much better driver. Isn't um, his dad like the president? Of yeah, the his dad's like, like that. has a stake in Penske, that team. I'm sorry, I'm thinking he's of Austin had Haas since he, he was in a truck series. So. Yeah, Custer oh, has that 41 car is screwed then, man. <laughs> because Custer's if they perform how involved. they're doing this year, then and he's stuck there. He's not going he, anywhere anytime soon. Let's just put it that ugh, way, dude. Ugh. Well, that already caps the the potential of that team long term. The well, way if, Custer's been this year. If we're talking about two uh, rides being open at Stewart Haas, I mean. We've already talked about him once. Kyle Bush, if he if, <laughs> if he goes out off the reservation and he decides to hey. go over to uh, Stuart Haas, hey, I mean, why not? Hey, hey, let's keep Gene Bush Haas beer paid, over there. Huh. Gene Haas has paid for a Bush to be in for most of the races before. Why wouldn't he do it again for arguably the better Bush? Yeah. I mean, imagine Kyle Bush driving the Bush car. Yeah. Good. That, that would sell good itself. And, and, and you know what? When he's good commercials. Look, when he and Samantha go off and do their crazy drunk escapades, <laughs> like it would fit. Thanks, the sponsor. my sponsor. <laughs> it's like I got pulled over. Thanks to Bush beer. Imagine <laughs> seeing Kyle Bush in a plaid flannel shirt. I don't think it would look quite right. Hey, <laughs> and also, I guess one final thing: if we want to go way, 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 way outside the box, um, you know, they have an F one team: Kevin Magnuson and Mick Schumacher <laughs> to the ten. <laughs> it comes back. It just—they just, just drove a NASCAR earlier this week. So what did you just like... say? Or uh, they drove a stock car earlier. Shame. There you go. Shame. Thanks for correcting me, Danny. Hold on. Oh, come Get on. Out of my room. <laughs> We seriously need to have more reckless speculation on this show. This is fun. This man. is fun. I man. love I love reckless speculation. But then somebody art. will take it out of context and it'll be like, oh, they're serious. Good. They're serious. Do it. Yeah. It's, it's free hey, market. I'm dead free serious. Okay, so <laughs> up next, we're going to talk about how we're going to the Hall of Fame as NASCAR YouTube. Ah, yes. Isn't all that? five of us. Right, Darian? Five? What was that? How many? Five, so it'll be all five, five of us. Oh, yeah. All five of us. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we're, we're, we have enough people. <laughs> Getting away anyway. from some of the, the recul- reckless specul- speculation, speculation, goodness gracious, um, let's get to some reckless predictions because it's not just All-Star Weekend uh, in the Lone Star State. Trucks and Xfinity are racing as well. It's a full-on trip. And I had completely pattern. forgotten that the Trucks and Xfinity Series were even racing this week. So. Well, I hope you got some picks ready. Yeah, I, 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 I do now. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, before we get to our picks, let's go over some important need-to-know information. The truck race on Friday is the speedycash.com 220. It starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 at MRN. Uh, it's going to be hot during the day. It should cool off a little bit by the evening. The high during the day is 96 degrees. Welcome to Texas, gentlemen. Uh, afternoon thunderstorms are expected. There is an 82% chance of rain. Again, it's a night race, so hopefully that 
eases up by the time uh, the sun goes down. John Hunter Nemechek won this race last year. The Xfinity race on Saturday is the Texas 250. It's 167 laps. Begins at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and PRN, the Performance Racing Network. They do all the SMI races. Uh, This is a hot one. 94 degrees Saturday afternoon. Uh, Again, afternoon thunderstorms expected an 81% chance of rain. So we couldn't end up with a busy Saturday. If trucks gets rained out and Xfinity gets delayed, we'll see. Maybe your ticket on Sunday will be even more valuable. You might get some races pushed there. Kyle Busch won this race last year. I don't think he's in the field this week in the Xfinity race. Corey Hines on that. Um, And so that all sets the stage for the all-star race, which will be run on Sunday night. It is a 100-lap race. The open, of course, beforehand is 50 laps. Uh, The main event begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and MRN. Uh, It might be PRN. I think we wrote down uh, MRN. Um, Uh, Let me check real quick. I want to see. I I think the Cup's schedule. Maybe it's MRN because it's the all-star race. Uh, either way, it, radio is radio. You'll find it's it. on radio. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> the open is at 5:30 p.m. Eastern time. It's been moved up about 30 minutes from when it started at six. So back to back. Of course, you got the Blake Shelton concert if you're going in person. I think it's even going to be televised partially. Um, happens before the open race. Mm. Um, Sunday's a little cooler. That cool cold front will have come through and and chilled it to a nice comfortable 79 80 degrees <laughs> only a 16 percent chance of rain um kyle larson won the all-star race at texas last year of course and it was announced today i believe that larry mcreynolds will once again be the third man in the booth alongside mm-hmm. boyer and mike yes. joy yep. uh, I, i'm not going to get into the entire all-star race and all-star open format it's, it, it's too much man it's complicated <laughs> you're just gonna it sounds like i'm reading the phone book to you guys however <laughs> qualifying is interesting because after the first round of qualifying and they all do their lap and we stack them up based on who's fastest, they're doing a bracket style elimination that will uh, allow two drivers and teams to compete simultaneously on pit stops and racing around a lap. I think that's going to be can't see or can't miss TV um, having a little eight car bracket style elimination. I, I think it's kind of cool. It reminds me of the old pit stop challenge they used to do in Charlotte. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Cool. So uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, the all-star open is pretty simple. It's three stages, 20, 20, and 10 laps. The winner of each stage moves on to the, op- to the, to the main event, I'm sorry, plus the fan vote, of course. Uh, we'll grab that fourth and final transfer spot. The all-star race is uh, a bunch of stages. Basically, all you need to know is, is if your driver wins one of the stages and stays in the top 15 through the rest of the stages, he will start top three for the final stage. Uh, that's all you really need to know. And then that fourth spot goes to the winner of like the pit crew challenge that happens in between like stages two and three. It's very complicated. Like I said, in my video a few weeks ago, if you're going to watch this race on TV, just sit back and let the content come to you. Don't try to analyze every little detail and aspect and predict what's going to happen next. Cause it'll just give you a headache. Just to accept the racing for what it is. Oh, my guy's restarting 12th on this restart. Don't know how that happened, but I'll just enjoy hey, something it. happened. Something happened. Honestly, you just got to turn your brain off for this race. Yeah, I feel like you just really crack open it. some beers and just let it all flow yeah. through. Be like slap and speaks. crack open a couple of keystone lights or keystone. Yeah. Uh, slap speaks from experience (laughs) um all right before we get to our our picks uh darian we've got your betting odds who are the favorites for the all-star race oh yes the famous betting odds on the nascar weekly podcast 
Yeah, so um, all of these um, um, are favorites to win. Now, um, keep in mind before I say them, uh, not every driver in these betting odds are automatically locked into the race quite yet. Some have to make it through the open first, but this is um, these are the guys that Vegas feels are the uh, the favorites. So Kyle Larson enters this weekend at plus 600 to win, followed by Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott, both tied for second at plus 700. In fourth, William Byron at plus 900. And finally, rounding out the top five, Ross Chastain at plus a thousand and then as for the best of the rest oh I accidentally put Chastain twice there it's fine uh for the best of the rest we have Tyler Reddick and Ryan Blaney at plus 1200 and for the underdogs Denny Hamlin plus 1300 Alex Bowman plus 1400 Kurt Busch plus 2500 Kevin Harvick plus 3500 and Bubba Wallace plus 5000 now before we move on let's go over th um the uh the points from last weekend's um, NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League, and so far this year, we still have well over 95-plus players still playing into the season, even though a lot of us are out of championship contention at this point, we feel like. We're just doing it for fun. So I appreciate you guys still playing, including Danny B, mm -hmm. who happens to be one point ahead of my mom, by the way, yep. for P13. So yeah, just ahead of hey. it. So those are fun well, little At least battles. I'm doing good in one of our yeah. standings. Yeah, at least that's, so, <laughs> so those are funny little battles, fun little battles to watch there. But right now, the top five um, um, this is the top five in the uh, fantasy league. Trevor Sports 98 currently leads just over 11 points, over 48 nation in second. Toyota Tough in third, 24 for life in fourth. And rounding out the top five is UGR2. Now, keep in mind for those who have been playing all season, uh, no fantasy um, this weekend because it is the All-Star Race. It's not for points. So um, you have an extra week to uh, make your picks for the Coca-Cola 600. Now, I don't know if they're going to include the uh, the the um the uh the extra stage or not so just just uh keep that in mind but yeah so uh, it's been a very interesting season in the uh nascar weekly podcast fantasy league thank you guys for playing look at those betting odds uh not reaching too deep for some of the the underdogs because like hamlin uh, obviously not a huge underdog for this race um, I'm surprised the two twenty three eleven drivers after the speed they just showed at Kansas are, are that low. Even Bubba, I would have put Bubba. Probably remember, similar you got to remember like too. Some of these odds, a lot of these odds makers, they don't watch racing like that. They just see stats or whatever, and they're just like, okay, That's this is the, all right. This will play. You know, have this guy at such and such odds. So hey, take advantage of it too. Yeah, you got a chance to win some money. So all right, before we get to picks, we're almost there. I, I feel like I keep teasing the chat here. Um, our pick points, our podcast pick points. Um, chat, you're going to like this. You guys have really closed the gap. I'm still leading with 210 overall points, but chat is minus four, keeping me honest. Darian is in, is in third, a solid third, minus 20. Jarrett is fourth, minus 53. And Danny right now back there with him in fifth, minus 60. Oh, so, what oh, happened? I, you were just I, ahead I, of him. I got back on the basement couch, and Jarrett went up the stairs a little bit. Who'd you pick to win? Tyler Reddick? Was it Tyler Reddick? I picked Reddick last week. I picked Larson. Yeah, I don't remember either. I don't even. I don't even remember either. Oh, I picked. Bone. I think. Oh, bone. I, th I think I got the top <laughs> pick in both. So <laughs> that'll do it. Well, uh, let's get started. We've got three races to pick for. So I hope you uh, did your homework. Slap or putting you on the spot here. Uh, I'll go first. We go in order of the points. So I'll kick things off with the Truck Series winner. Uh, I'm going with Christian Eckes. Uh, one of my most recent memories of Eckes at Texas was when he got wrecked and ended up flipping off. I think it was Ben Rhodes. Um, hmm. I think uh, I think he's going to win it. I think <laughs> from that low to a high, I think Christian Eckes wins it. 
Hey man, this guy wins everywhere, any type of track imaginable. So I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with it. I'd say I was. I say he gets two wins in a row. Zane Smith. So I'm gonna go with with Darian on this one. Zane Smith was one of the top guys when it came to uh, Las Vegas. He's been one of the best guys all season, mile and a half. So I think it's gonna continue here. I'm gonna pick Zane Smith as well for the truck series. Eric, you weren't alone. I was also going off Christian Eckes for this one. I think this is going to be a solid track for him. Uh, Slap, uh, what gonna, do you think? I'm going to go with uh, John Hunter Nemechek. Making a safe pick. Yeah, and it looks he, like the he chat. and the Kyle oh, Busch uh, uh, equipment is always money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can never bet against this. That's true. I think the, the chat's chat. going John Hunter as well. It was mm-hmm. between him and Zane, but I think it's I think John Hunter's edged ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, at least by a bit. We're getting a few 38s, yeah. but I've seen a lot of fours and JHNs. I got to keep both of them in mind. Probably should I do think a poll it, for this. I feel like it's kind of running away with with Nemechek, but I'll go and do a poll real right. quick. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of 38s. I would up. do a poll. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I got to do that before I even make my Xfinity pick. Uh, sorry, we'll make you do all the work. Oh, sorry. I, I don't know. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of fours. I think the fours I, uh, are winning. I, I think it's fours. I okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, go John Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm not very good. As we've deter- determined tonight, I'm not very good at multitasking <laughs> on multiple screens. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. We'll give the, the chat uh, John Hunter Nemechek. I think that's a pretty solid pick. Um, we'll move on to the Xfinity race on Saturday. I'll kick things off. I'm not going to go too far off the beaten path for this one. I'm going to go Ty Gibbs. I just feel like he's going to win Texas. Texas just feels like a pretty typical racetrack. The best cars are going to bubble to the front, and that's typically got Ty Gibbs' name written all over it. Hey, look, picking this guy or picking this team last time for the Xfinity Series uh, came back to bite me in the ass because they didn't even make the race. Um, So hopefully, um, you know, no weather issues this time. They can make the race. If they do, William Byron takes home the win in the 88. Didn't you? I just there's 81% chance of rain. Yeah, see, I'm gonna tell you what. I, the, he <laughs> you're already locked in. He, oh, yeah, you're locked in, man. It's my pick now. So, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this, man. I was gonna pick Byron. I didn't know the about weather, the 81% rain, when, though. Oh, he, it, where's he, he at in points? It on the stream. Damn is he it. good enough? He might still be good enough in points now. I don't think he is, but he might be. No, that car it's hasn't ran. Yeah, the 88 hasn't sad. run this year. It hasn't run. Oh, it hasn't run since then. No, I thought it ran last year. Oh, no, mind. it was supposed to, but that was Chase Hill. Hey, I'll take the risk. I, yeah, I thought it ran last week or two weeks ago. Never mind, you're right. I, I was going to pick him when the, the chance of rain was inverted, and it was 18% earlier this week, but it's went up to 81%. The chance of rain on Friday and Saturday has went up even more. I So I got I got to go with Ty Gibbs. The 54 car dominated both races last year at Texas. It's a safe pick with a driver who, in my opinion, I think is a better driver than John Hunter Nemechek in that car so far. So I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs as well. I'm going to keep it safe. Put Ty Gibbs in the 10 car next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, no, I'm not I'm not going that route. Uh, I'm act, I'm going different from the from the uh, Ty Gibbs train, though. I'm actually going with A.J. Allmendinger for this one. I've been waiting for Colleague to show more consistent speed this year. I just feel like they're a tad off, just a tad. I think this word I'll get it back. I think A.J. goes victory lane. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Colleague's suck. Uh, cup guy part-time noah gregson i think uh he's shown a lot of speed here lately um i think uh, last time he was in position to win a race at texas uh harrison burton ran him down at the last second and i think he's still mad about that and no gregson he's better when he's mad so uh i'll be looking forward to see what he does looks like the chat agrees with the chat's you. going the same way i'm seeing a lot of nine yeah 
There's some 16s and 54 here and there, but I'm seeing a lot of nines. I'm seeing a lot of nines, man. I'm seeing a lot of nines. I was going to go and do a poll um, just in case because I did see a lot of Gibbs and I see a lot of Almondinger as well. Mm. So I'm going to go and do a poll for that one because I was Answer me. Poll? (laughs) Poll. All right. Cool. That is that is. But please don't rain, dude. Come on. Like, I I picked Byron and stuff and I completely forgotten about the whole rain thing. Please, please don't rain, (laughs) y'all. All right. Before we get to our cup win pick, we have to talk about uh, who we think is going to suck this week. Um, it's interesting because there's the open race. So, so a lot of guys aren't even going to qualify for the main event. Um, so it kind of opens up the opportunities here. Uh, with that in mind, I'm going to pick Cole Custer to suck. I know that's that's not very... Um, I was I about to pick him too. Is. I was going to pick Custer too. <laughs> I, just, I, I was looking at the list of the open drivers. And I'd be like, who... Like, Because we already talked about this. Like, There's like 22 or 23 guys already locked into the main event. Like, There's like 20 guys locked in the main event. No. 22, I think. I think they only have like 14 hey, or 15 racing um, in, the, in the open. I, I think the poll is answering itself right yeah. now. It looks like Gregson. Yeah, you're right. No, they, they, they came on strong. Um, but I was looking at guys who aren't qualified, who are in the open race, and who would it be embarrassing if they didn't make it for it? Like, I'm looking like if, if Eric Jones doesn't make it, it'd be a shame, but it won't be embarrassing. It won't be embarrassing if Suarez missed. It'd be a little, but not terrible. If you miss out on an SHR car, when I think all your buddies uh, are in, you know, like that, that's kind of going to suck. You know, all your teammates are in and you're not. That so kind of, that does suck. <laughs> but yeah, Cole well, Custer, that's my pick for who's going to suck as well. I'm going to go with someone who's going to be in it for sure because he won last year, uh, but I don't think he's going to be doing too good here on this kind of oval. Uh, AJ Allmendinger. I think he's going to be the one to suck in the all-star race. After literally winning at an Xfinity race, as I predicted. Difference of a cup and Xfinity car, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to call a grout, but I'm going to say his teammate, Justin Haley. I think he's going to struggle in the open. And I'm going to say Briscoe. Interesting. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen the whole lot from Briscoe that makes me think, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's definitely going to put it all together in the All-Star race. Yeah, I true, just don't true. see that happening. Chat has been between Custer and I'm going to say they're going Keselowski. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't seem to be big uh, fans this week. That's just for you, Slap. Um, it's only because you're so we'll go. We'll go Keselowski. Damn. There. <laughs> Shifting to the Cup Series Dark Horse, um, I'm going to go with Austin Dillon. He's a guy who has to race his way in. He's in the open, but he's won at Texas before. RCR, despite their cars being just outside the top 16, they're pretty consistently top 10 capable, which means I think Austin Dillon will win one of the open stages. So uh, I think Austin Dillon makes it in and sneaks into at least the top 10 in the main event. Yeah, I'll go with Brad Keselowski as my underdog. Like, I mean, it's crazy that we're at, you know, at this point in his career, Keselowski's even considered an underdog. But I mean, just sorry, Slat, based on the way he's ran this year. Yeah, sorry, I got to put him in the underdog category. Um, He's already locked into the race already, right? Yeah, okay, okay, that's what I thought. Year. Okay, okay. So, hey, you know, sometimes crazy things happen in these, you know, type races. And, I mean, with the format in place, it seems like, hey, you know, there's going to be a bunch of wild, you know, different wild uh, running orders and stuff throughout the evening. So, um, be on the lookout for Keselowski. Hey, might pull it off. I'm going to go with this guy because his team is really hot in the mile and a half as of late. Uh, and when I say as of late, I mean four days ago. I'm going to go Bubba as my dark horse. He's going to be in the race to win at Talladega, so they can focus strictly on this race. And you know what? If he brings a speedy at Kansas, he might be even a threat to win. I think uh, the team is good. He hasn't been all the way there. 
But I think as an underdog, Daniel Suarez is a solid one to go with. I think he will be the one who wins stage one of the All-Star Open and gets in that way. Uh, if not, I think he's definitely going to get in either one of the stages or the race win or the fan boat. He Either just, way, he's going to be in the all-star race. He, he just needs a little luck. That's all I, I think I think he can do good, and, you know, it, he might even be he might even have an opportunity to do a, a Casey Kane 08 run and yeah. uh, c- come in and, and have a chance to win it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, for a dark horse pick, Chris Buescher. Um, one at the, uh, at the dual race in Daytona. Car's got speed. Uh, he's arguably been way better than Brad. Um, he's had way more consistent finishes, and I see him uh, winning a stage in the open, transferring to the all-star race, and doing pretty well, and if the cards fall right, maybe make a push for uh, the win. I like it. I like it. Chat has been pretty split between Tyler Reddick and Eric Jones. Uh, I was going to give them Eric Jones just so they can still pick Reddick to win if they want, but I honestly think they're going Reddick for underdogs. So I'm going to give them Tyler Reddick yep. as their Too underdog. Too late, Chat. <laughs> Too late. It's tough. It's close. Um, so we'll move on to uh, what's the next? What's our last segment, Darian? I always forget. I, who's gonna win? Who's gonna win <laughs> the All Star? Side note: I'd like to say up? this: uh, the last two years, the one who has won the All Star race has went on to win a championship too. So Ooh. keep that in mind. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, with that uh, kind of suspicious note, uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch to win the all-star race. He won at Texas in 2020. I know growing up, I saw him win a couple races here. Felt like he was always up front. And uh, Joe Gibbs Racing showed a lot of speed at the last mile and a half here at Kansas. So I think Kyle Busch will win the all-star race. And he honestly, I think he's a championship four contender. I won't rule him out as a championship threat at the end of this year. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like as much crap as we give the All Star race, at the end of the day, it, it it at the very least brings out the best of the best. Usually, you know, the the best drivers win that race every single year, um, outside of um, a a few other occasions. So for that, and also um because of the uh, um the point Danny just uh, made with you know the um the winner the past two seasons winning the championship, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. I feel like he will win two all-star races in a row at Texas. Well, if I'm going to dig myself out of this points hole uh, that I have to lead with Eric, I'm going to have to do it in the truck race because I'm also going to pick the same as Eric for the cup race as well as Xfinity. I'm going to go Kyle Busch. Uh, it's just with how fast that 18 car has been at the mile and a half. So he's, he's almost never been the fastest one, but he's always up there compared to all the other Toyotas. He's, he's one of probably the three best on those tracks this year. Uh, so I, I think that this kind of shorter race that Kyle Busch can just go for broke will suit him, and I think he'll get the win. Whether it be a truck race at Martinsville, a light model race at Hickory and Nashville, and provided it doesn't rain, when this man has extra seat time, he just becomes a whole other animal so far this season. And I'm going to say William Byron will win the All-Star mm-hmm. race this year. Solid prediction. Um, historically, uh, Chip Ganassi Racing has always been really good at uh, the All-Star race. So you got Kyle Larson, uh, Damian McMurray, but they're not around anymore. Trackhouse is. I'm going to go Ross Chastain. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's who I was also considering. But I, 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 I like thought this. about the Byron with extra seat time point. A lot of good picks. I feel like everyone had really good rationalization for their picks as well. Good job, gentlemen. Even though 
many of us will be wrong and only a few of us may be right. <laughs> it's going to be made like we're all winners. At least it sounded like we knew what we were talking about. At least it sounded intelligent. Segment, segment right here. Yeah. I already know See. that Byron's not racing in the Sunday <laughs> series. Uh, See, watch, chat... watch we say this and, and like someone from out of the pack wins. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like Michael McDowell somehow ends yeah, up winning it. crazy. We all look like idiots. I do, I do <laughs> like that idea of uh, Daniel Suarez pulling like a Michael Waltrip and winning, randomly so, winning the all-star race from the open. So I saw the chat, and Gian just pointed this out. He says the chat is split between Larson, Byron, uh, and Logano. I saw. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Larson, Logano's, and uh, Byron's. I'm not saying the Logano as much. I'm saying the Larson and Byron, though. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm putting it together. Don't y'all worry. Don't you worry. I'm doing this. We're happening. Don't it's it's Answer happening here. us! Answer Cole? Be happy. All right. Ask your community. Indeed. Mm. Let's do it. All righty. Oh, yeah. And Wallace was in there, too. I saw a few bubbas. In there. Yeah. So I went through them in there. A lot of people are saying 23. GN said 23 as well. So um, we'll let that poll sit for just a second. This I had thought about great. Wallace. I just wasn't sure. I like him as a dark horse pick. I can't remember which one of you guys picked him as a dark horse. But I, yeah, Jared, Jared did. I, I like him as a dark horse pick, but I'm not. He had one race this year. Where I was like, oh, well, he could win. And yeah. his pick crew blew it. So I'm not ready to say he's yeah. going to win Logano's not yet. really popular in the chat as we just yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah just noticed definitely, like... <laughs> definitely larson versus byron I, i'd be more curious how this poll would look if we took logano and wallace out of it but yeah. no need to do uh, that is what it is i'm gonna get to reading some of the final super chats real quick while the poll runs for just a couple of minutes um, let me catch up from Nova Stone 12. This is a while ago. We appreciate the support. Hopefully he stuck around. Um, what will the reaction be if Blaney is second in points and misses the playoffs due to at least 16 winners? Will NASCAR change rules next year to top 16? I don't think so. I hope they don't. I, don't I, think, think, NASCAR, so. I think NASCAR should keep the format as is or switch it back to the old Winston Cup era format. There's mm-hmm. no in between. No more tweaks. You can't change I mean, it anymore. You've already changed it so this, many times. This is already. the chaos they want. Uh, SDJ2, thanks for the five. Clint Boyer slash Jamie Mack, don't talk over each other in the booth challenge. Level impossible. I did notice that. <laughs> a, a Boyer especially was very, it was felt very interrupted, but McMurray did a few times as mm-hmm. well. They were kind of, ooh. Um, Andrew Mayer, thanks for the six. These $6 are in honor of NASCAR's greatest protagonist and hopefully rub off on Brad K for some good runs. A top 15 last week was a good start. Thank you, Andrew. Um, Kailito's Corner, good to see you. Time to stop the hate for Harvick. Boo giggles Logano. <laughs> We've got, got a war going on in the chat. Uh, Hot Piss chimes in again, says five lugs or bust. Uh, Dusty Conger, thanks, <laughs> thanks for the super chat. He sent 20 Appreciate the support. Hey, Eric, said hello to you at Martinsville at the White Tents. Really awesome to meet you, brother. Love the content. Have fun at the All-Star Race. Me and my wife are going to the Coke 600 next week. Oh. Great meeting, great meeting you as well, Dusty. Yeah, that was awesome. Appreciate the, the super chat. Thank you for the very generous support. Uh, Crash the Hedgehog uh, sent to said, rooting for Eric Jones has been painful this year. Uh, believe me, I, I've been watching Jones closely. And yes, there have been some very painful moments this year. This past weekend was just the latest. Had to laugh away the pain at the end of the day. Um, MH, thanks for the five. Do you all think Martin Truex will be back next year? I don't see JGR wanting to lose those sponsorship dollars with what is going on with Kyle Busch. Uh, I think Truex sticks around, but the yeah. difference between him and Bush is that, like I said, Bush wants to come back for sure, and Toyota wants it back. Truex, I feel like he's kind of leaving this door slightly open to maybe stepping away or doing something completely differently. I can't tell how much, how badly Truex really wants to race next year. I don't know if y'all have seen anything different. 
I guess not. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we'll see. I, we'll we'll see what happens to yeah, Trex. We'll I'd be surprised if JGR just let him walk, but but who knows? And who knows how committed Bass Pro Shops really is to Trex? I imagine they are, but who knows? It feels like they're everywhere in, in the sport. Um, Napa Racing Fan nine two seven sent two more. Said hashtag Kick Boyer out. Hashtag Mac and Mac Mac and Mac booth. Um, geez, oh, I'm getting aggressive. Um, Groovy Goose, thanks for the two M and M's to Michael McDowell. It's his initials. Ah, put this little emoji. They're leaving mm. all together. Yeah, so. they're leaving all together though. That was just a front. They're actually going to Mike McDowell. <laughs> He's right. Groovy Goose has inside information. Master plan all along. Um, naming naming random drivers sent to and said Stephen Light. Uh, wasn't he? A, didn't he win Rookie of the Year? Uh, he won a Bush race in 2007 at Kentucky, and he won the 2012 Cup Series Rookie of the Year. Yes. I couldn't remember if it was 2011 or 12. Yes, uh, thank you, naming random drivers. Um, Jay Creeder, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Thanks for the five. Zane Smith is being groomed for the 34 car. Him and McDowell already share love slash speed co sponsorship. See, I think that's just because he drives for front row. But I feel like Zane Smith, if he got a contract because he is winning a lot of races, if a bigger, more competitive team offered him some money, they had a sponsor, but Smithfield maybe hanging around already. But also, if I'm front row, like, I mean, with how good he's doing, like, hey, you try and keep him for, you know, yeah, maybe try and move him up too if you're front row, maybe. He just, at some point, he may be be too expensive for front row. I don't know. Um, thank you, Alex Vivieros, for the five. Uh, the speed Zane Smith showed in, on Friday is what I call, I have a wedding and honeymoon to pay off. I'm getting my trophy and check. See you later. Uh, I like that. That's long title, but I, I, I respect it. That's good. Matt Deason, thank you for the 10. Really appreciate the generous support. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. Um, Keegan also uh, dropped 10. Appreciate that. The hilarious moment of the race was when Boyer said, they need to cut his nut off. Then Jamie trying not to laugh while further explaining what Clint meant by that. Yes, that was a great moment as well. Good, Good comic relief. Uh, Groovy Goose, thank you for the five. There are three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and Mark Martin finishing second. Then famous ice cream UFO. I had to read it. He sent five dollars. I'm sorry, Don't slap. I had to read it. I'll give you five dollars. Don't read that. <laughs> <laughs> Melon Smasher one. Thanks for the five. Hey boys, I hope this week is good. And until Eric admits it, I will always remind everyone that Ratatouille is overrated. Mm-hmm. You weren't here, slap. But a few weeks ago, Jarrett said that Ratatouille is an overrated Pixar. I get it to an extent. Everyone loves it. I think it's worth I, all the hype. I always knew I hated Jarrett. I always knew. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway, the chat now has been chiming in either way uh, since Bob, then. So Bob, Barbara disagreed with me too. Oh, good. We've got you. We've isolated you from all your friends and family. This is the first step into converting you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kyle P. Thanks for the super chat. Anybody catch highlights of the Indy 800 held on Sunday? Yes. Darian said he did. I did not. Um, wait, you're talking about the Indy Road Course race. I assume he means the Indy Grand Prix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, Colton Hurdo yeah. with that epic save. Yeah, yeah, that epic save. He went on to win the race. But, yeah, no, that race was crazy just from the um, the weather alone and stuff. It was it was crazy, but it was a great race. Alexander uh, Karabitsis, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, do you guys think having a European OEM increases uh, would increase NASCAR's global credibility? It could. I, I feel like NASCAR is so focused these days on on North America that 
any credibility they may get out in Europe. I just feel like it's gonna be so hard for them to cut into what Formula One already has established. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, it would, but I just feel like at the end of the day, that those will be small numbers compared to what NASCAR is really looking for. I mean, all the spot, most all the sponsors are like American-based sponsors. You know, that they're focused on U.S. audiences, and it's just gonna be a long time until Europe, Europe is a large enough number on NASCAR and the team's radars that I feel mm-hmm. like it really moves the needle. But maybe I'm wrong. I've, you gotta start somewhere. So I don't know. I mean, uh, are, are there any like uh, European manufacturers here in in America? I mean, there's BMW in South Carolina. It's Volkswagen. Do they? Do they? I don't know if any cars are made here. I yeah, didn't know BMW or was made here. I don't know if any European cars are made here. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I know a- in South Carolina you see an awful lot of BMWs running around because there's just so many people that work at that massive plant up there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, but I appreciate the super chat, Alexander. Um, Gavin Adcock, always good to see you. As a Larson fan, Kansas was infuriating, got a penalty, got into the wall twice and finished second to a Bush. Sad times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you, Jake, uh, for the two. Colton Herta to the 10. You put a laughing emoji, Ah. so don't take him too seriously. But uh, Colton Herta, he was, uh, we talked about Larson stealing the show with his saves. We just mentioned Colton Herta also stole the show in the IndyCar race. He's still in the show, bro. Yeah. No, he's doing his thing, man. Sam I am 224 um, sent two, said, How about Matt Craft into the 10? <laughs> his chance is kind of coming no, gone, man. I feel like. <laughs> uh, Baked Did, the didn't snake. it take him like 10 years to win a cup or a truck race? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's won some championships now. He's a Hall of Famer. With also zero famer, wins probably. in a season, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bake the Snake, thank you for the five. Darian jinxed it. It's going to rain now. Oh, shouldn't oh. have picked William Byron. I hope not, man, because that would suck if I lose points two weeks in a row for Xfinity, man. That would suck. Groovy Goose sent another two and said, hands down, five of my favorite YouTubers. Thanks. Spin the UFO. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Groovy Goose. Hey. Very kind of you to say. Um, Ryan Boucher, Boucher sent five, said, bold prediction. William Byron for the win at the All-Star Race and the Coke 600 back-to-back. I can see That's it. pretty bold. I can see that it. That's bold. Uh, Atmos one said, Eric, will you make another groovy grid video? Um, I haven't done one of those in a long time, so Please, I do not Eric. know, but possibly Please. I'm glad to know people want more of those videos. Um, I appreciate the the comment. Um, <clears throat> just a few more real quick. I, we can look really quick at the, uh, the, the poll from earlier. looks like Kyle Larson's running away with that. So chat your pick for the cup yeah. race this weekend. The all-star race is Kyle Larson. Um, last few super chats real quick. The Dom Goblin sent five said, when will the Bucky's slash NWP sponsorship on a cup car happen? Eric, put this in the sponsor fund a little each time. will help. See y'all at Nashville. That'd Thank be a you, cool the Dom collab, Goblin. Though. That'd be a dream A collab. Bucky's car period would look great. If yeah. we could sneak our way on there some way, that would be, that would be special. Um, I appreciate that. I like the idea, Dom Goblin. I feel like Bucky's, they don't need to advertise probably in nascar but it'd be a pretty cool thing yeah. i feel like that's the kind of thing their it's owner such or a perfect would be like place, guys it's would so be perfect. like oh that's kind of cool that's like a legacy thing right there <laughs> um chat there's one right next to texas motor speedway for people going to the track so you know it's in the shadow of nascar already um or maybe vice versa nascar is in the shadow of monkey so people <laughs> monkeys is huge uh chat sessions thank you for the five can i get everyone's opinion on iowa speedway and a potential cup race there um i don't have that a hot take here Oh, like, Jared yeah. says it's not happening. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the place is damn near shut down. Yeah, really. it's not. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe a few years ago there was a possibility, but, like, now, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the place is kind of knocking on death's door. Well, 
And I, I stopped at the gas station that's right across from it on the way to Kansas, and, and that place is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, it doesn't fit NAS- what NASCAR wants to do. Like, yeah. at least with my Chicagoland gripes, at least Chicagoland is, like, right in the middle of, like, and Joliet is right on the way that people go to different towns and different, you know, port towns and different stuff like that to for shipping. Like, at least you can make an argument that people go there. Who's going yeah. to New... Uh, people passing through going to uh, Knoxville yeah, yeah. <laughs> for through. the Nationals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Sly Supersonic, always good to see you, sent $10.04. Said, how's my fantastic, putting all caps, fantastic four doing? Fantastic. Slap Shoes. How's the old Buick doing? And then he says, he's got some rankings for us here. Slap Shoes is my third favorite NASCAR YouTuber. Iceberg, you're first. Congratulations. Ooh. Nice. NRF, our, our our good great friend, is second. He puts out uh, great content. Slap, and Slap your third coming in on the podium. Congratulations. Uh, thanks for the super chat, Sly Supersonic. Um, and then Kyle chimes in again. Kyle P from earlier um, says, not the Grand Prix. The Indy 800 is a crown Vic race. That oh. Cletus, yeah, I no, Cletus I didn't see that. Carlin held. I didn't see that. I did not that. see that either. Um, so sorry, cannot speak to that, but thank you for bringing it to our attention. Thank is you. it up on YouTube? We'll go check it out at, at yeah. some point after the show. Um, but thanks for the super chat. Napa Racing fan sent two said Indy 500 pull pick. Johnson was fast in practice. Yeah, it wasn't he third? I think yep. yesterday in practice. Hey, be on the lookout, man. He might. Take I feel it. like such a like such a like casual IndyCar fan, but I'm like, I kind of just want to pick Jimmy. He's Johnson gonna podium, bro. I think he'll podium. Watch, he'll podium at least. Aaron Jinkson. <laughs> I haven't followed. I, I'll be. I'll admit I've been slacky. I have not kept up with all David Land's latest videos, so I need to do do my research before I make a bold indie poll prediction. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna go Jimmy for now because I'm a lame NASCAR fan. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Anybody else have any other bold predictions there? Hey, I'll I think say, I said I said he would podium. It's pretty pretty bold. I'll say Jimmy um, for next week. Final two: Bake the Snake. Uh, who's the best chance to full send it and fail? I mean, Chase Briscoe has a track record this year. <laughs> I yeah. still, I, I, I wasn't a slide job. That was a, I don't know. That, that was, was a fail job. <laughs> pile drive job. Fail job. That was a bump and run. That was a bump and stop. And uh, the final one from Melon Smasher won Jimmy Johnson to the 10. And of course he spelled <laughs> Jimmy with a Y. Um, the football coach uh, will go to the 10 car. Yeah. Uh, next year. And Ms. Craft, good to see you, Ms. Craft. What's everyone's toothbrush color? Red. What a way to end this. I have Mine's four green. toothbrushes. I have a red one, a green one, a blue one, and a white one. Yeah, one I don't know. I just... brush, one for the canines, one for the pre Are you like going in there like, the like, like <laughs> you have so many? What I don't know. I guess I don't know. You better have perfect teeth, man. <laughs> they do look pretty good. It must be working. Yeah. <laughs> you got that winning smile. Thank you. You're welcome. On that happy note, <laughs> Kyle Larson is. <laughs> Kyle Larson is the chat's pick for the all-star race. And that is going to do it for another beautiful edition of the NASCAR weekly podcast slap shoes. Thank you so much for joining us and sticking with us the whole two hours. I apologize for waking you up from your glorious nap, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, thank you for I, I had agreed to do this like two weeks uh, ago. And then I was like, I'll just take a quick little nap and not set my alarm. And uh, everything will work out fine. Well, we appreciate you being on. Everyone go check out Slap's latest video about Kevin Harvick uh, and his contribution to He's the, the real bushwhacker, not Kyle Bush. That was a great video. Yeah, definitely go check out Slap. Do you have anything else you want to call out? We have your channel link in, I think, the description, maybe even the title. I'm not sure. Uh, but anything else you're working on that you want to tease a little bit, Slap? Uh, I got a uh, uh, top 10 video coming up. I got biodegradable working on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, we're changing up a lot of stuff, and uh, it's going to be – 
different from some of the other top 10 videos, but I'm, I'm excited for it. And uh, going to do another uh, uh, biopic for uh, a driver. Ooh. It'll be Upside Down and on Fire, The Ballad of Clint Boyer. Oh, nice. that's good. I, like it. I love it already. Awesome stuff. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Obviously, the usual panel. Good to see you guys again. Apologies for missing last week. I was off last week. My sister was graduating college, so I was out of town for that. Um, but I'm back in it for the long haul week in, week out. And speaking of week in, week out, we will be back next Wednesday night, May 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern time, our usual time. We'll be on the Icebergs channel next week. I think he's in the box right below me. We'll be on Jarrett's channel next week. So uh, be sure to subscribe to him. Make sure you subscribe to all the hosts here. Uh, we'll be going over all the events from the All-Star Race, All-Star Weekend, and we'll be joined by David Land once again. He was on the show a few weeks back. But now that we're officially in the month of May, we got to bring David we in and get his, on, get his Indy 500 perspective and all that great stuff. So it uh, should be a fantastic show. Um, one big anyone... thing, too. What? For the chat, remember, we do pick the Indy 500 winner. Your your pick is the highest super chat winner by the end of the night. So yeah. Just, just prepare. Yeah. Prepare for that one because it gets nuts. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Uh, on that note, we will see you all next week. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Until next time, take it easy, y'all. Yeah. Bye, guys. Does anyone have the Dale call? Does Danny have the outro playing? I hope it <laughs> It's going uh, now. Oh, good. Sweet. Boom. Boom. Great, great. Holy moly. Great job. Yeah. This guy. Thank you. Hell yeah. Woo! Great job, man. Yeah. And we got a crash. Car spinning left and right. Buddy, let her rip. Right like hell, baby. Come on. Oh, my God, guys. Yes. Yes. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.